What's going on? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this was the B-Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith, and I'm joined via uh, professional Zoom chat with my co-host, uh, as always, on the B-Show, Mr. Michael Vergara. How's it going? How's it going? I'm good. I, you know, if as you may know, if you're an avid City Wrestling Radio follower... Um, because I'm, I'm sure you are. You watch all of our shows. Uh, you know that we are out of the Northern California area, specifically San Francisco. That's why our colors are orange and black, because, hey, go Giants. Unfortunately, something else that was orange today that we had to deal with, and a lot of people... Was the entire fucking city. Yeah, and, uh, the entire city, the entire Bay Area, most of Northern California covered with four levels of smoke on top of our marine layer fog. So if so, you... Uh... I was going to say real quick. So excuse us if we're feeling a little bit blue about the orange. You know, and also, I feel like... It was kind of a bummer. We've just been breathing it in all day, too. We've been breathing it in all day. and Like, uh, the the, the air quality wasn't as bad as it was the weekend before. Say that to the inches of uh, ash I had on top of my car. Like, I don't know. Well, I can't because they're, they're not actual living things. Maybe they are. Maybe they were. That's the creepy part. Uh, but if you're in Northern California or in the yeah. Oregon area dealing with the, the fires and the smoke and all that BS, I am sorry. But let's just take a couple, about an hour. Just, just let's talk about some wrestling, you know, because, hey, I'm not. Yeah, a, I mean, a, at least it's dark it's now. Shitty situation. It's, it's dark now. Situ- it, it's dark now. Like, quite literally. It's so, dark now. So it's so normal. Like, the so sky is its correct color right now. Yeah. Well, who knows? Honestly, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, because people like they don't have a forecast of how long this might actually last. Like, who knows? This might actually last like a week or the rest of the week. Yeah. Well, like I said, uh, we are with you, and uh, we're gonna like this is our weekly NXT and AEW review. As you may know, NXT did happen a couple nights ago, where AEW Dynamite just happened uh last night, last week. Whenever you're watching this show, I mean, rec- it's it's recorded nine nine twenty. Well, that's a, true. Of lovingly I, illustrated you know, by I was the sa- corner. I was saying on the last show, it, it, you don't know when these people are going to watch it. You know, they. Could I mean, be, we're just letting them know this is when it was recorded. It's up to them. Like to this could this could be my it. son one day, or daughter, or non-binary child, uh, just deciding, hey, you know what? I'm I'm going to go rewatch wrestling, and I want to talk. I want to listen to what my dad thought about it when uh, when he was a uh, young, uh, spry young man. And uh, he would listen to it, and he would say, "Wow, Dad, and you sucked at what you thought." Or non-binary thinks that uh, this Corey right now is a spry young man. God knows what Corey currently. You know what? 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 What that? What that kid would think Corey is now? Uh, you know what? I'm I just. Am a... I'm just yucking your yums, man. You can yuck my yums all you want, but before we that's do a, that, we got a phrase. We don't, don't get. Don't make it weird. <laughs> we gotta. Uh, I've never heard that. Yuck, yuck the yums. What? Because you don't watch enough ESPN, that's why. Okay. Uh, like I said, we're here to talk about NXT and AEW Dynamite. But before we get Shout into... Shout out to Stephen A. Uh, before we get into all of that, even you, Stephen A. Smith, watching at home, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR415. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram is the best way to stay up to date with City Wrestling Radio. Because one cool thing... Do it right now, Corey! Yeah, yeah do, it, do it right now. Go on there, and uh, because, you know, I post cool stuff all the time. I'm the head of the social media team here at City Wrestling yep, Radio. you are what everybody wants. And, um, you know, you get cool stuff like This Day in Wrestling History, which, did you know? What uh, happened today, Corey? September 9th, the WWF debut of one Richard Fleer. Oh, wow. Sorry, he wow. went by the wrestling name Ric Flair. Um, you may know him by that better. 
You know, today is the 21st anniversary of the Sega Dreamcast. I was going to make that for our gaming channel once we make one. And yeah, uh, Dreamcast, that was a fun system. The, it the came... PlayStation 1 also released 25 years ago today as well. Wow. Wow. Final Fantasy VIII oh. was released that day as well. I think we talked about this. Didn't we do like a 9-9 show where we said this exact same thing? It's all a blur to me. Times are running. Maybe. Uh, but you know what happened 22 years ago and about four days ago is uh, Sunday Night Heat, where me and Jose, Eats. though, me and Jose review each week the 22 years ago episode. Uh, that's really a mouthful to say. But, you know, Sunday Night Heat, we do reviews of it, retro reviews. Go check it out. Uh, the little link up there at the top. or You know where a little thing that pops out? It's like suggested video. Go watch that because uh, I'm suggesting you should, at least after this. Click uh, open tab in new link or new tab there. Uh, we're going to talk about some news though, before, you know, we talk about AEW and NXT. Uh, I think I'm going to kick it off with, uh, some new Japan pro wrestling news. I think that sounds about right. That's a wrestling promotion and we are a wrestling show and we're at the wrestling news section. What yes. played on me? Yes. Those are things you would say before talking about the news. Uh, but the participants and blocks for this year's G1 climax tournament have been announced. Um, so start off with the A block. Uh, we have Kota Ibushi, Tomohiro Ishii, Kazuchika Okada, Shingo Takagi, Yujiro Takahashi, Tai Chi, Minoru Suzuki, Jeff Cobb, Will Ospreay, and Jay White. I will just say it right now before you announce the B block. This A block is fucking stacked. Was dude. it the B block last year? Like it's the block? One sided. It is one sided. Uh, oh, God. And uh, for some reason, uh, my everything just moved. Oh, there we go. Uh, B Block, though, is uh, going to be Hiroshi Tanahashi, Hiroki Goto, Toriyanu, Yoshihashi, Sanada, uh, Tetsuya Naito, Evil, Zack Sabre Jr., Juice Robinson, because, oh, no, there's a Giants fan, and Kenta. Uh, there's going to be a lot of... Um... Well, before you get there with the A block, there's going to be there's going to be plenty of conversation had with the inclusion of uh, Will Osprey. Uh, uh, I considering, mean, what, what, con- considering what has been out there in terms of just the amount of controversy that man has uh, that has bestowed upon himself. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if they're announcing him for the G1, it sounds like New Japan has is totally fine with putting him back on the card. Oh yeah, no. I, J- Japan don't care like yeah. that. That is just that is just the way the things are sometimes. Where they can do a lot of right things and a lot of de- right decisions, but in terms of like a social cause, they they yeah blind spots. They yeah. have their they have their blind spots. Yeah, I um, you know, I have my own things about Will Ospreay now. That's because he was literally a year ago one of my favorite wrestlers. You know, he and now it's just well, like we were at that show. I mean, yeah, and now I I look at him, I'm just like, ah. you know, I don't it's going to be. I, I don't it, know if he did it, or it, not. it is definitely just going to be a point of contention for a lot of people, and uh, for me personally, it it is deal breaker. Still, there's there no, it's not. Yes, but then it, there is there's just a, a crap ton of baggage to it. Whether no matter how much you feel about Will Ospreay or not, yeah, you know, also. He's, you know, he's a foreigner and him. And that's also the interesting part is that they're getting the foreigners. When is this G1? When, when is the G1 happening? Uh, starts September 9th. So 10 days. Yeah, 10 days. So they technically they like would have at, at, at minimum, they'd have to be there today. 
They'd yeah. have to arrive at the country today and then quarantine. Yeah, no, absolutely. So they are literally at the wire. Uh, the, but I, I wonder how how long these guys that go to AEW quarantine, you know? I they, mean, AJ Styles, he himself, when he said he got COVID in during one of his Twitch streams, he said he he was in, I was, I got COVID. I was in the basement for 10 days and then I got it. Some people, it's worse for them. But for me, I was, I just had it. I know he said I had some boogers and that's it. Oh, oh. Did you really say that? Yeah, he said I had some boogers and that's yeah, it. You know, it is, it is so that that the Twitch stream. I know that's like without our, with a, it's not within our forty-eight hour window. I mean, we kind of did talk about it, but what AJ oh. Styles him continuing those Twitch streams? It's uh, they got thirty days. They got they, it is a they, get. No, 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 they, no. They're they're he's continuing. He said we're we're in business. We're in business, but yeah, no G one climax. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, like you said, it's, it's interesting to see all of these competitors back. Um, what's going to happen. And like I said, the B block, you have Sonata, Naito and evil all in one bro, all, all on one block. So, uh, I you mean, know, a block is still no slouch though. Kodo Bushi and Shingo Takagi. That's going to fucking be Abushi Okada. Um, tai Chi could even Koto pull it out Bushi sometimes. Tomohiro Ishii, Kota Ibushi versus Okada, Kota Ibushi versus Yujiro, Kota Ibushi uh, versus Taichi, Kota Ibushi versus... No, you're not Ibushi. mentioning like, Jay A-Block White. Is... What about Jay White, okay? I was about to get there. Okay, well, Jay that White. That finals between Jay White and uh, Kota Ibushi is a hell of a match. That's pretty darn good. It's pretty, pretty good, as uh, Larry David would say about New Japan Pro Wrestling. So it, we'll we'll continue. You know, we're gonna keep you updated. Now, not like last year. We're try, still trying to figure out the bugs of how we're gonna bring you G1 coverage this year. Because stay tuned to City Wrestling Radio for G1 coverage. But I want to keep the topic on New Japan Pro Wrestling and uh, talk about the new IWGP Junior Heavyweight. I don't know why they're Junior Heavyweight. They should be lightweight. But uh, tag team tournament finals match where we saw the crowning of the new champions, Taichi Ishimori and Gato defeated. Taichi, because it sounds like you said Taichi, which got me kind of confused. <laughs> you say that every time. Um, but I will try to correct myself. Well, you say that every time. Taguchi, and uh, they defeated Taguchi and Master Wato. So, uh, congratulations. Yes, Wato is not getting, not getting it done. Poor boy. Uh, Wato, I mean, what do you think of Wato now? Wado. Hey, what do you think uh, of Wado? Sounds like um, it's to be honest, like it's a silly fucking gimmick that I think I can't get a read on whether or not Gato it gave him this to see if he can overcome it. Yeah, or that he just thinks it's he just kind of sees him as a complete joke. Or maybe he maybe he knew he's a complete joke. He's like, I'm gonna book you for the finals of the junior, and then I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna be a like champion a, again. It's like it's Vince like where well I don't even sure if it's Vince like it's just something like where oh we're going to just give you you know a chicken salad and a chicken shit into chicken salad sort of situation but well I thought boy, I, I thought the chicken shit was the raisins in the chicken salad nah, sorry I got I'm a little hungry uh, but yeah Gato it's um yeah Gato I can't turn that into chicken salad Corey no uh, we'll sorry. see what happens uh uh yeah I just I feel like every title nowadays like is just in the COVID um, hot potato where it's like somebody, anytime, I mean, any champion at any time can get COVID or leave for COVID. I and mean, then everything all of a sudden feels different. And all of a sudden like you new know, Japan's New like, Japan. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, but all of a sudden, they're just like, oh, well, we have a tournament for the titles. So there you go. We have new champions. So, uh, yeah, no, we'll see what happens, I guess. Yano? Yano? No, he's he's the no. king of pro wrestling. Though. I know. I know. I know. Uh, that, I know. W- that was that, that that's something. So I wonder if that's going to change hands during the G1 at all, because that's something that's supposed to change hands. You could defend it like a title. I'm not going to lose sleep over whether or not that's going to happen, Corey. But nonetheless, it happened. Sleepless nights. Sleepless nights I have. Okay, well, let's move on uh, from New Japan Pro Wrestling to, uh, uh, I guess, the we'll talk about the CTE lawsuit you were talking about, oh, yes. talking about a little bit um, earlier. Apparently, the, the, that, the, that CTE lawsuit that consisted of over 50 performers uh, has been dismissed in court. I'm just reading off the Wrestling Observer figure four online by uh, by way of Josh Nason, yeah. where he writes, and I quote, U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit dismissed an appeal by former wrestlers suing WWE for claiming the company didn't protect them from repeated head injuries and concussions that could have resulted in CTE and other physical and mental health ailments. In doing so, they affirmed the ruling by a Connecticut district court two years ago that the claims were either frivolous or filed after the statute of limitations expired and the WWE couldn't have known concussions or head injuries caused by CTE. Several cases that began popping up in 2014 and 2015 around the country were eventually consolidated in Connecticut and involved well-known wrestlers both dead and alive, including Billy Jack Haynes, Jimmy Snuka, Paul Orndorff, King Kong Bundy, Mr. Fuji, Viscera, and more. An issue raised is that the wrestlers in question worked around the world for different organizations and not just WWE. So identifying that what organization brain injuries might have occurred in would prove difficult. Yeah. I mean, technically, WWE owns both entities, so you could still. Well, I I mean, mean, I don't know how much that I don't know how much that flies in a court of law, but I mean, WCW, it's not just WCW, it's. Japan, it's it's it's, it's traveling the indie dates. Yeah, then you don't think that you don't. But then, whenever it's concerned indie indie dates, like back in those days, like those appearances were few and far between. They couldn't have possibly. Maybe they could have. They maybe could have went like state to state, road to road, or just worked a territory. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's not Uh, necessarily. Oh, sorry. Go on. Yeah. So uh, I'm just gonna finish this off. The Second Circuit also dismissed additional related lawsuits against WWE because they were filed too late, as well as dismissed lawyer. Constantine Kiros appeal of sanctions opposed by U.S. District Judge Vanessa Bryant. Um, in 2018, she ruled Kiros must pay WWE legal fees for the case and said he repeatedly failed to comply with court rules and orders. That's not that is not a good play, sir. In a statement to the Associated Press, Kiros said the ruling was utterly devoid of any original reasoning or engagement with the legal issues raised in the wrestler's appeal. In its conclusory assertions, the injured wrestlers find no justice having been literally denied a day in court per this mandate wrestlers have no rights no no okay wrestlers have no rights no rights to bring a lawsuit no rights to help from wwe for cte and hidden head injuries no rights as misclassified employees no rights to a jury and ironically no right to even appeal yeah that is uh so, quite so the... basically what i got from that is uh because a lot of these people worked in multiple promotions multiple countries over the years um, that, you know, these cases were thrown out because, because just of that, you know, um, so they don't know how much WWE is, is culpable of their, of their injuries. Yeah. I, I, you know? I kind of agree though. I, I, I agree to the sense that you can't really pinpoint it at that point. If you are somebody, it's an argument, honestly, I yeah. just feel like it's a, it's a, it's an argument. There's an argument. Yeah, you definitely. To, you don't have to necessarily agree with the argument. There's still. 
that's just kind of them just trying to wipe their hands clean out of it as well which you know some if you're a company sometimes that's what's best if like strictly from like a whole objective point of view like yeah. you would i mean yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I agree that like I don't want to sit here and be like these guys don't deserve anything. I don't agree with that. Don't get me wrong. These guys put their bodies on the line, and it it sucks to see what they're in now. You know, and I feel like there should be WWE just pushing them aside. Yeah, and that like, sucks. Hey, they did other shit in other places, not that, us. That absolutely sucks. But at the same time, that is what like the world is like. You if these people worked in WWE from the start of their career to the very end then there's definitely a case to be made that says WWE contributed to 100% of my CTE. As opposed to this, where they could be like, well, we, you can't pinpoint the percentage of how much we contributed to this. And as a company, it, it's, it makes sense. I feel I mean, bad me, for these just, people, but at the same time, it's just you, like... You can make a case. It's just... It just looked. It just felt like this 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 Constantine Kiros guy just did... This Kiros guy, like, he just did as much bad decisions as he possibly could to damage his case. Yeah. Honestly, like he was, he's a dismissed lawyer. Yeah. He, he didn't pay any WWE's legal fees for the case. He repeatedly failed to comply with court rules and so, orders. Like it was, so it's the lawyer. He, he the wasn't lawyer. doing himself any favors in this regard as well. Uh, well, you know, I, I hope these guys, uh, and, uh, the families, they of were the, out lawyered. They were outgunned. Yeah. And I, I hope the families, of the deceased wrestlers and the wrestlers that are still around that were in this case, I hope they find something to help them. And, you know, because that's, you know, it sucks to be a wrestler your entire life. And then all of a sudden you're like any career. And all of a sudden it's just like, for lack of a better term, they kick you out, hand you a watch and say, a computer is going to do your job, baby. But computer, no, he said a computer took your job. Yeah, I know. I changed it up a little bit. Um, we don't have robot wrestlers yet. Um, what are you talking about? Max Moon. It was like 30 years ago. I'm sorry. Um, but you know, it, it's, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it, it, it makes sense. I just, I hope I just said, it sucks for to see wrestlers out on, you know, that are like in, like they do the things where it's like they go to cauliflower alley and they, they just, you see them just like, just trying to get by, you know, you see a lot of them start GoFundMes eventually for their health problems. Um, who was the one recently? Um, God, some... you're asking me what wrestler recently started a GoFundMe. GoFundMe yeah. for health problems, yes. And I, I thought yeah. you would remember, but it's okay. I don't either. So no, I'm saying that's the, that's the thing. It's so general. It's so vague, and it's so like yeah. in general, like because it ha it's such a common occurrence. So, um, I hope WWE sets something up. You know, not for they won't, but I know you, know, you can always hope. That's and, what should uh, happen, though. That's that's what, what could... should happen. Okay, uh, Raw, they drew their lowest rating since Thunderdome. Began. Raw is only, where we go. The only reason why we found out today was because of Labor Day weekend. So, so, I mean, Raw and Labor Day did 1.73 million viewers and a 0.48 rating in the 18 to 49 demographic. Oh. Um, AKA the Demo Gods number. You know why? Because it sucked. What did you see, Raw? I watched some of it. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. What did you see? Uh, Retribution, has, uh, Retribution has uh, their own logo now on a screen. And yeah. it's clearly Dijakovic in in the leader of Retribution, and um, yeah. First third hour drop was eight percent, actually low, but that was because the first hour was started low due to Labor Day. Labor Day traditionally has people starting the show later than usual, peaking in hour two and then falling. Uh, usually, a third hour drop isn't as bad because so many tuned in after nine p.m. 
as compared to you to a usual week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, the, that's... The, thun, the Thunderdome has a certainly lost its luster. You know what? The, the Thunderdome Friday. lost its luster with me last Friday. Okay. Get on them, Corey. Because you on. know what? That's there's. I signed up to be in a Thunderdome, and I was accepted. Mark. And you can only click the link once. That's so dumb. Like, well, hey, listen, they, they only have so many seats to fill in that underdog. They want you to like accidentally click it. So be like, ah, fuck you. Move on. Next one. Bye. It's like, I mean, oh, like you're in a uh, queue, right? Like, listen, no, it's not. In a a lot... It's not in a queue. You are just you're supposed to just be there at a certain time. For some reason, it told me 515 when I'm like the show starts at five. So I don't know how that works. Um, do they rotate really? them out? You know, I feel so bad for you, Corey. It's a, it's a, it's a damned. It is a, another tragedy. You didn't make it into the Thunderdome. Well, you know what? There's always next time. I, I'm. Maybe, Are you gonna try again? I'm, I'm gonna try. I mean, you could. Like, hey, listen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, hurt. I'm gonna shoot for Night of Champions because I will actually be at home watching it, so I can actually kind of react. Whereas opposed to this, where I was at work and I was like, I can't really. I was gonna I, say, like, do you think you can just? That is a way to just watch that show for free. I I don't think so. I I heard you have to be watching it on your TV and then like your computer records you. So I was just gonna like react when they told me to react. I'm like, oh yay, a boo. That's how they get you. No, APW. You know things like that. Hey, give me, give, uh, let's show, let's show me those hands, Corey. <laughs> show me those hands. Now take off your shirt. Uh, you wanna be a star, don't you? Leave me alone, take Adam. Leave, leave me alone, Adam Pierce. Oh my god. Head of security, Adam Pierce. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. He's uh, getting a big ass role now, which. Yeah, is... I mean, how many more weeks though? I feel like two, That's two more true. weeks, he's gonna get, you know, beat up by somebody, and we'll see. Uh, I guess let's talk about some uh, Vince McMahon news. Uh, Vince oh, McMahon boy. fell off the Forbes 400 list. Uh, Vince McMahon was one of the 25 billionaires mentioned in a Forbes article listing all of the billionaires. That uh, dropped off this year's Forbes 400 list from last year. His net worth of $1.8 billion as of July 24th, 2020, fell short of the $2.1 billion required to make the list. The COVID pandemic was blamed for being uh, the uh, for his downfalls this year. Meanwhile, Shahid Khan, father of AEW's Tony Khan, his net worth is $7.8 billion and was number 66 on the Forbes 400 list. That's just not a fair comparison, Corey. <laughs> what? What's not a fair comparison? Because Shahid Khan like owns like five more things than Vince McMahon. Well, Is Vince it... McMahon owns an empire, a wrestling empire. He owned the XFL. He um got stunned Keep once. He got stunned. No, if I was Stephanie, you'd okay, be like... Khan is also the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, of the NFL, Ding! Fulham FC, of the Premier League, and co-owner of All Elite Wrestling. <laughs> Uh, Second richest NFL owner with a net worth of eleven point eight billion dollars after David Tepper. Carolina wait, I got seven point eight billion over here. Yeah, well, fuck off, Corey. All right, <laughs> he's the richest person of Pakistani origin. Yeah, good for him. That's cool. That's good to see. Yeah, him being rich. Yeah, billionaires. Oh. Let's let's give it out for them. Well, you know he's he's got crazy what, hair. He's, he's got crazy hair. I'm looking what, at a picture Corey. of him right now. He's got crazy hair, and this is Wikipedia. And you're looking at his Wikipedia. No, I'm looking ponytail. I'm looking at the Forbes actual website where it has uh, 7.8 billion dollars. It says on Forbes, so I'm gonna go with that, and not you. Sorry, but they beat you out. 
Uh, no, he's crazy here. I'm just kidding. I'll take your I'll take your advice, Michael. Um, so yeah, well, uh, Vince McMahon's not as good as Shahid Khan. Christ, that's <laughs> that is your clickbait article of the day. Um, that better be the title of this, this video. Look, this seems like a very very small like who ca- it's it's one of those things where like who the fuck cares about this but then it's also Every, one of everyone's going to care no it's like it's also one of those very small things that Vince McMahon would definitely fucking care about and probably dedicate like he'll probably write a fucking angle about it on Friday night smackdown with Michael Cole just saying oh that that dirt sheet and i'm not talking about Meltzer i'm talking about Forbes that fucker <laughs> you see Michael Cole fuck you Forbes it's like whoa dude they never said that on Fox before but nonetheless, no, he'd be willing to pay the millions upon millions of fines in Fox just to say that and he'll just drop even even lower on the list because of that. Shai just says or he just goes out and says, F you, Shai. And you're like, whoa, Vince just twirls his mustache. Yeah. Vince grows the mustache and then twirls it. Oh, I'm talking about Shai. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shahid. Well, uh, I mean, that's that'll be it for the B show. <laughs> I mean, I think that's it for the news, unless we're going to talk about that one thing that we talked about before the show, but I don't know if we should. Oh, the fact that AJ Styles is on stream about... No, I wasn't uh, talking about he's that. He's on... Okay. Well, yeah, AJ Styles was on a stream. He uh, talked about... We, uh, we already brought this up. He, 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 and, talked, uh, he talked about how, oh, we're still in business. Yeah, we said this earlier in the show. Yeah. I was, I ta- mean, I was talking it, about Marty Jannetty. Oh, he said he didn't kill the man. He right? said, "Yeah, no, that was like he, he was like the he was like the robot from my robot. He was like, I did not murder him." Uh, he uh, put in a, a, a Facebook post. Uh, he says, "I did not, I did not murder that man. I didn't. I swear." Uh, no, he says, but uh, it was be it was a whole long big post. But he was basically saying, "Wow, I can't believe everyone bought that." Like, I oh, it's just a work, bro. What? It's, it's, just, a, a, it's just a prank. Yeah, bro. it's a total work. Anymore, he and he went on to regret like a five hundred word essay um, of how he did not murder this man. But if I did, this is how I do it. <laughs> no, he's not OJ Simpson. He didn't write I if know. I would do it. Um, if I did it. If then, I did yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Marty, 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 he I, I, work. I hope that guy gets the help he needs. <laughs> I hope a lot of these older wrestlers just get all the help they need because, and, you know, he's just he's nearing that point where it's just beyond that. where He's kind of getting beyond there. But yeah. yeah, well, that was news, guys. Shall AEW we W Dynamite, all Elite wrestling dynamite. And we are at the fallout from all out as one. Kevin Harlan would say all the time as he plugs those shows as I watch the NBA playoffs on TNT, given the recognition they just lovingly focus, do. focus. September 9th, 2020. Starting the show, you have Tony Schiavone outside Daly's place where he just happens to be in the middle of a uh, uh, run of Chris Jericho and MJF. They run into each other. Uh, you have MJF and Jericho just both cutting promos about their losses at All Out as they touch elbows because social distancing, all the rules. Hey, we're all obeying um, the rules. It's fine. And everyone is all in pods. And the interesting part is that when they both leave in different directions, it starts. It has a split screen, and they're just both disgusted about each other. You see Chris Jericho with a disgusted face, and then you see MJF saying, what a loser. Hmm. Which, again, one of many setups one of many potential setups in this show and this oh yeah this was kind of a recurring theme in this uh fallout from all out i mean what what did you i mean just just real quick did you like the show what do you mean 
What, oh, I you? thought this was a fantastic I show. Thought it was like a, medi- it, a mediocre show, despite a lot of stuff that happened. I don't know why. Maybe... I mean, I the thing is, I looked at it. I kind of saw it as a part of a bigger picture. You know what I mean? Oh. Because when as the show was going on, and granted, there was there like there was some pretty there was some really good matches here, um, particularly the main event. So like when when you yeah when you if you look at it in a vacuum, it could be a little bit below tier. Yeah. But then I think they. I think it was just they were just willing to make that show be what that is in service of what comes next because when they when they were doing those because before every main event I I I've watched Dynamite and took notes on it to realize this now is that before the main event they set up what's to come in next week and the weeks after yeah and when they were doing that list um yeah it was super exciting nice but first off, Lucha Brothers with Eddie Kingston, uh, Butcher and Blade versus Jurassic Express, uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Jack Perry, Jungle Boy. Wait, with so Marco Stunt. It was yeah. it was two on two, right? So it was Lucha Brothers versus. No, 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 no. It was just yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was two and two. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I was yeah. con- even when you so sent me the notes Eddie earlier. Kingston and Butcher and Blade as their second, and you have Marco Stunt as the second for Jurassic Express. As... Marco could take them all. It's fine. He could take the Butcher and the Blade and Eddie Kingston. That's not the point. It was just the, as their second. Yeah. Jungle Boy and Phoenix start things off, and I'm just like, damn it, these guys should just, this should just be a singles match. But nonetheless, Cassidori into the arm drag from Jungle Boy. Phoenix does the top and middle rope bar- bounce arm drag of his own, which he does. Uh, Penta has his special yellow gear on as he um, gets an assisted splash with Phoenix onto Jungle Boy. Uh, Excalibur explains the name of Penta, Penta L0M. Pretty much meaning no fear, because Zero Miedo, we all took Spanish class. Uh, did you take Spanish class? No, I took sign language. They okay. I think we had this conversation before. <laughs> we 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 had a, a large uh, large community of deaf people in our high school, so they felt teaching sign really? language. Yeah, so, that's kind of interesting. So, they just they just put all the deaf kids in that school because <laughs> they just knew. What I mean, you go to? Uh, El Cerrito High School. Um, I, I mean, there were some other people that too that just couldn't speak and they use sign language. Like they can hear, but they couldn't speak, so they use sign language too. Um, so I mean, it, they just yeah, they taught it. Interesting. And that's the well. I I think me and you got into a conversation about how I watched the Born Identity in sign language class last time. Hey, hey, you know what was on on TNT like two hours before uh, the Born Identity. Uh, it was the the, the follow up for Dynamite. It was the Born Identity and yeah. uh, Born Ultimatum. So yeah. it all just comes together. Where am I? Yeah, you have Jr. complain about the heat. He just already just says, "Guys, it is like ninety five degrees outside." Which, hey, listen, if you're someone that old, in Jr. Actually, I know enough old people to <laughs> think that they're um they're a lot more susceptible to being they're a lot more susceptible of being cold rather than hot. Like. I feel like that's just a thing that goes with age, but it goes to show how fucking hot it is when you have JR complain about the heat. Yeah. Um, Back to the match, Penta throws his glove at Lucha, uh, Luchasaurus as they exchange chops. Jungle Boy does a tope suicide at Phoenix, but is shoved off into a super kick onto the floor by Penta. Penta builds heat on Jungle Boy, kicking the leg continuously. They tag in Luchasaurus. It works both dudes. At one point, he just fucking... So at one point in the match, fucking... Phoenix is on the top rope. You you know what I'm talking about here. Where Luchasaurus he grabs the neck of Phoenix mm-hmm. and just throws him over his head, and Phoenix just almost lands on his neck. I'm just like, that looked fucking awesome. Again, another goddamn close call. 
Well, Phoenix. AEW. Well, Phoenix. Because Phoenix just, is fucking crazy. Yeah, That's he'll bump why. like that. That's the thing. He'll fu- he's fucking crazy. Uh, and again, one of the arguments of why you shouldn't have him every week because they'll just do that. Uh, they will work, dudes. They give Jungle Boy the Penta Driver. Jungle Boy kicks out when he delays the pin. Watching Phoenix do the Tope Con Hilo, like he pins him. He like he gets he does the Penta Driver and he just watches Phoenix just do the Tope Con Hilo when he should have been pinning him in the first place. Mm-hmm. This is distracting. Penta accidentally gives Phoenix the, the destroyer, which is also a really baffling spot. How do you accidentally give somebody a destroyer? Well, I mean, like, you're just you're fully in mo- so momentum. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's all in the movie. You're so strong. Yeah, and he destroys him. So yeah, so Penta accidentally gives Phoenix the destroyer, which sets up Jungle Boy to roll up Penta for the pin and win. Jurassic Express, you're winners of the opening match, and apparently that just that just gave them all the momentum they need getting into this show. What'd you think of this match? Uh, I did not see this. I'll be honest, I didn't see the first twenty minutes of the show. Good for you. But, this is a great, uh, but no, Jungle Boy, it's good to see him get more wins. Um, it's, it, it's good for him to get a win. And I guess this is going to set up their tag, t- or tag title match next week, or is it non-title against FTR? Mm, that is a good question. So I, I know they're facing them next week, but it does set up a match with them. So um, Jurassic Express, I love him. Luchasaurus, I, he's one hell of a worker. I just feel bad that he's kind of relegated to this comedy act now it's not really comedy luchasaurus? dude dude luchasaurus he's you sound exactly like ftr when no, you're just no, 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 no 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 i think it's because i saw that and it's not that they're a comedy gimmick it's just i don't know it's like can you listen, really man. see them the listen man as reggie champ- miller's son loves luchasaurus that aw unrivaled that luchasaurus figure is going to be do gangbusters in fact i would man i already uh dm tony khan i said here's my 20 dollars. what's your venmo uh, because i want that pre-ordered pre pre pre-ordered but uh you're gonna need more than 20 dollars, by the way no it's 20 it's 20 dollars, michael they're, they're 20 dollars. they're toys come on yeah but then he's got a ship that all the way from jacksonville it's gonna be like a good at least another five or ten <sighs> yeah 28 okay It'll be three dollars, so he can get like a bag of chips or something for himself. Oh, good for him. So post match, you got Phoenix and Penta arguing with each other. They shove, they shove each other. And I was just at this point, like, oh shit, yes, all right, Phoenix is gonna turn face, hell yeah. But as they argue, Eddie Kingston and his jean shorts get a mic, and he pretty much just plays coach and just says yeah. like, hey, now shake hands, shake hands. See, like every time I try to do like, what's wrong with you? What? It just turns into a Taz impression because New York, New York. They kind of um, they sound asks, pretty similar. Yeah, he just gets on the mic. He just kind of rambles on. He asks where um Ed Ramble is kind of a bad. It's kind of a what is it? A pejorative? Is that I'm using that right? I'm using that. I don't even know what that word. I don't know what that word means. It's like a negative conta- connotation. He asks where your little. <laughs> so Eddie Kingston. He asks um, Lucha Bros. Where's your little British friend? And he says he can't be here. And then he asks the Blade where his wife is at, <laughs> which I thought was because. For, for those who don't know, Pepper Parks is married to Allie. Um, yeah. Says that- Which we're still trying to figure out in weeks and weeks where the fuck that's going. I mean, I'm not trying. Uh, her new t-shirt has a bunny on it, dude. It's e- Hey, look, listen, it's easy when you don't try. Just like that. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're um, right. Eddie says, there was five of us. Five of us. Which is a, a very nice, subtle nod to one. Uh, what's his name? Zandig from CZW. He's a dude. Uh, he forces them all to shake hands uh, after like 
after like a weird awkward like pause or just them just doing just doing nothing they eventually shake hands and um yeah they eventually make peace so after much mediating kingston says that he he makes sure he stares at the camera and he says he never got eliminated at the battle royale and tells tells people he tells the camera he probably he's telling me to just look up the rules as he winks to end the segment so i looked into this so apparently he went under the ropes oh he never went over the top yeah but then wasn't he wasn't he tossed by archer when he was sitting on the corner yeah but he was sitting on the corner from the outside wasn't he didn't he go but, he's, but then he's on the ro- he's on the top yeah rope, but though. he didn't go over the top rope from inside he, he to went, outside he went, no no if what you're saying is true if what you're saying is that he went under the the rope to go to the outside of the ring to the apron then if he climbed up the side of the turnbuckle and he said he's still sitting on the outside of the if the ropes are like right here he's on the outside right here and then he gets tossed out it's an argument. He's the Curtis Axel of the yes, of the casino buy-in. You know, this oh. is his CTE lawsuit getting dismissed. This is an argument that's just being held up in a court of law. Um, yeah, I was kind of hoping yeah. he was going to use them yeah. to win that, but whatever. So again, another setup for Eddie Kingston to be potentially a part of this main title mix, but as we go deeper into the show. And then when we find out dates of certain title matches, yeah, it's a fucking cobweb of stuff in a in yeah. dynamite again is. But like some might call that a criticism, but I call that a a notch in that and that shows badge because who knows, man. But see, but like seriously, like these uh that 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 post match segment, I thought that needed to be a little bit tighter yeah. because it kind it kind of was shades of last week when you had that whole Taz, Jake the Snake, and Eddie Kingston just ramble off and then they just beat up each other to set up the casino battle royale well at least like, that was real like we didn't talk about it last week because there was no b show last week i thought that segment was like really bad when it should it have was been bad really good but uh, uh jake yeah, they um, just need to be tighter jake jake's jake well speaking of which we got a jake insert promo thank you for that segue uh he talks about moxley playing the good guy <sighs> driving fancy cars and he and lance enjoy tri- well the thing is if you enjoy driving fancy cars me and Lance enjoy trashing cars. They love to get wet. <laughs> the, this is the first time I'm hearing because, I, like I said, came late. Yep. He said he they love to get wet. And I was like, thanks, Jake. So Jake uh, likes Arch- to trash cars and get wet. Um, That doesn't sound like a, a healthy lifestyle, Jake. Come on. Just saying. Yeah, that's true. That's Don't. True. Uh, Archer says Mox is AEW, ch- was, is AEW champion for far too long, and there's nothing he can do. There's nothing he can do it, and my notes is really fucking bad. Archer says everybody dies. <laughs> everybody dies. Everybody dies. Yeah, wet and, and, and dirty. Here's my snake. And he just rips Jake the Snake's shirt off again. Oh, it just I, everybody I does. still feel terrible for Jake when the, in that segment. He's just had the saddest face when that happened. <laughs> like, no, I don't. Come on, I like the shirt, man. Don't do it. And Tony Khan's like, rip off the shirt. 
Kidding. No, he's yeah, he does he wouldn't say that. He's like, hey, come on, Jake, are you team player? Uh, you should rip off the shirt. I, I really think it would be great. Uh, the Warner Media execs would just let you know that they would like it if Cody was a judge for that show and for you to rip off the shirt. Yeah, should we rip off the shirt? That's a great idea. That's a great question, Jake. I I think yeah, we should because this it's is a long. fantastic question. Yeah, no. So uh, thank you so much. First off, so much for being here and asking me that question. But uh. Uh, Tony Khan, I hope you are in this picture for a very long time because I want to keep doing it. On a <laughs> yeah. yeah. As yeah. long as we do these shows. Yeah. Matt Hardy comes out and he seems to be in good spirits. Uh, JR says he was in the eye of controversy. Uh, <laughs> you think? He says he looks good to me. Uh, so Matt comes out. He has a mic. He says the audience is part of their magic and thanks them. And he thanks me too as he points at the audience member watching Dynamite. Thanks, uh, Matt. No, he didn't think so. Me. He I wasn't says watching. so. Very interesting wording in this promo where he says he suffered a very scary fall. Not one word of a not concussion. one word, not 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 no one word mentioned concussion yeah. at all. Yeah, they that was just the the term that they was persona non grata for this very show. So <sighs> Matt, he says he appreciates the outpouring of love and support. And after a myriad of tests, expects a 100% full recovery, which, well, what test was that? But he calls himself the luckiest man alive and acknowledges his wife, Rebby, and newborn baby. And you see Rebby holding the newborn baby. I forgot the name. Oh, baby. was she there? Yeah, Rebby was oh. there, and she had a mask on. And then just had a close-up of her, and then she was just – she she was wearing a mask, so you can't tell if she kind of looked like she was smiling. She's just, she like, was shaking just, her head. Yeah, no, she was shaking her head like this motherfucker. She's like, where's Tony? Where's Cody? Where's fucking so, Kenny? Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, I, when I heard, when news got out that Rebby was there, well, first thing I thought was like, is Matt going to retire? But I also thought about, do you think that they had, they just had like a closed door meeting with Re- yeah. Uh, Rebby? Yeah. And like, just, I think, she, like, I think she demanded it. I mean, I can't yeah. say for sure. I would imagine knowing Rebby, like, you no, know, seeing her Twitter account, like, they yeah. had to have, like, they had to have a conversation of how Rebby was, like, being rightfully vocal on Twitter. But and, then also, and they probably want her on their side. You know, I think it's better um, if you you have somebody that works like, for your mend company. those fences at least. A little yeah, bit. you know, invite her in, talk to her, and say, hey, listen, you know, like, show sorry. their side at least. We're sorry that you were that scared. Side. We will. You know, we will, me personally, maybe Tony, maybe somebody there will say, hey, listen, if something like this ever comes close to this, like that happening again, we will be in full contact with you. Um, and uh, again, minute, you know, we are hoping that happened with this, like Reb, yeah, like, Rebby Hardy herself could probably, is probably listening to this show and she's, and she'll <laughs> tell us said, that never happened. Why would you think that would happen? Don't even think you, you piece of fucking shit, fucking Corey, I'll sheets. find you and just. Yeah. Uh, well, I do think she had uh, the best. I think she had the um, uh, a very fair reason to be mad. Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. Her husband, her husband could have died. Kind of in the right in this sort of. Yeah. In this sort her, of the father of her children could have died, and I, you know, if the father of my children could have died, I would have been equally as pissed on Twitter, probably on Instagram too. Like, so here's the thing. You, Okay. What? So here's. Uh, I'll just go through this segment and then we'll talk more about it. Let's do it. Uh, apology. He so Matt apologizes for putting everybody through that match Saturday. He says the broken rules match isn't what he wanted it to be, and he squashes the beef with Sammy Guevara. Uh, he starts and then he announces that he's going to start a road to get healthy and to be cleared and to be an AEW champion. He says his journey isn't over as he gets an ovation as he leaves the entrance way to no angle. And I just want to think that. 
like my my takeaway from this segment is that Matt Hardy doesn't know anyone in apology. No, you know, like he this was he he. This is just in his instinct. I think. I like, think this is the. I think that this was is like, no. Th- like for 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 anybody like for him to be the one to apologize for what happened in that match when really the blame is squarely one hundred percent on the doctor and Tony Khan and like pretty much everybody who was just kind of well, here, who, uh, yeah. the decision makers of that match and for Matt Hardy to you know, speak on his own behalf to apologize, I think is a little bit sketch. But then again, everything about this has been I a think, little bit sketch. I, yeah, I was going to say, I think everything about it seems sketch from the doctor to even, uh, you know, the, the people letting the match go on. I don't know if it was exactly Tony Khan who said, you know, let's keep it going or, or you, cause he is at the end of the day, he could say, no doctor, we are not going to keep this match going. It's over. Send him to the hospital. Um, but, uh, who 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 made this spot? Sammy and Matt before that match sat down and or some and them and a producer or a writer or somebody and said, "This is your spots you're going to do. You're going to go up to the scaffold. You're going to try to hit a side effect or flatline or whatever the fuck it was." And they just uh, needed one more table. Yeah, but then you know they didn't. They it didn't. didn't. It so didn't, it's it didn't, an oversight it by everybody involved. I think that's just personally. I still, think, but then you know. But then that happens, and then what do you do moving forward? And that's where you would put put the blame, yeah, on the decision makers. Yeah. And for, yeah, it's just that w, like AEW, they have built that company has been built off the audience like super trusting them, and this being kind of like their first hurdle yeah. in terms of how to handle a situation like. To say to, to to think that they passed with flying colors would be a bit of an outright lie, to be honest with you. Oh no, we talked about. All I might that. say they failed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's keep it going. But uh, again, concussion persona non grata in this segment. And um, hey, listen, if they, what do you think this? What do you think this means for Matt Hardy going forward? Like, do you think he's like just going to? You think he's just going to like? Diamond he Dallas says Page. he's on the road. To, no, he's going on the road to recovery. Or he said healthy much to be a health like, and healthy yourself, right? Yeah, he's just trying to be healthy. Like you think he's just going to like take a, a like a siesta, an extended siesta, as Excalibur would say. Um, I, I he could take a break for a while. He could like, have a out new... of all the things that has been set up, he did that. He he didn't really set himself up for anything because there was no angle after this. Maybe he might just have some Thankfully. new gimmick where he's just like Mister Health Nut. And he just takes takes like the Austin Aries like route of things and just oh, like you need to go that vegan. Is, that is a that is a good well to dive into the Austin Aries well. That's just well. That is I, yeah, that's another thing. That's involved. another thing though too. It's like is this going to be? And I know, but it's just like Matt, Matt came Corey, in. As broken. He is in the eye of controversy. He came in as broken Matt, and then he was like everybody Matt. He legitimately got broken. Then he became no. Then then he didn't. Then he got hit in the head. And then all of a sudden he's like, "Well, I'm gonna be Matthew Hardy." And then he fell off the thing, off the scaffolding, and now he's like, "Well, Remember, this is a second be a different concussion." Game. Yeah, that's a second concussion in, in weeks, right? In like a matter yeah. of like, well, not weeks, but uh, less than a single digit the, number of weeks, I think. At first least. ass feud. Well, but uh, we'll see yeah. how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Orange Cassidy versus Angelico. They re. Kept the Mimosa Mayhem match that Cassidy won, and he he's extra shiny tonight. You look at his chest cavity; you could just see like a grease pool in there. So, 
quite this visual. Shiny. And Angelico gives Orange a cheap shot off of Jack Evans' distraction. Orange keeps unscrewing Angelico's arm locks. Uh, Angelico. Is it Angelico? Angelico. I'm going to say Angelico. It is Angelico. To say. Yeah. Angelico gives Orange a Navarro Dos Mio. Thanks, Excalibur. Uh, but reaches the ropes. Orange does an elbow suicida and a diving crossbody, then a swinging DDT. Orange punch to Angelico. Orange Cassidy wins. Post match. Uh, well, okay. Assessment on the match is Orange Cassidy. They wanted to. They wanted him to have a win, and yeah. Angelico was the man to get beat. Yeah. Did you see this? Uh, Did you see this? No, no, I did not see this yet. Oh, you know? okay, no. So, I, I'm, I'm, I think Evans, we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, Jack Evans argues with the ref, and then Santana and Ortiz beat down Orange because they do that. Best friends come to the rescue. Chuck calls them ding dongs and challenges them. <laughs> Oh man, that popped me. Uh, and challenges them to a parking lot brawl for next week. Trent says they can shove the apology and shove it up their asses and make tr- and 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 Trent is here to make his mama proud. And we hear some loud Suge chants. And uh, we get a close up of Sue driving Chuck and Trent and a pro wrestling. T- so we get a close up of a shirt of Sue driving Chuck and Trent and a pro wrestling we- tease plug as they give the people what they want. Yeah. I thought the segment had a lot of heart. Um, I think Chuck and Trent. I say I, I say this every time they're here. Every time I have to review a segment they're involved in, I think they're just, I think they are just absolute naturals when it comes to the whole guys being dudes vibe that yeah, they yeah. have going oh, yeah. on. Like they are just completely just. They are like super down to earth, and like they have that. It's so easy to get behind them, and I just feel like that's that is a quality in wrestling that is kind of lost upon a lot of things nowadays so i I know they're not the best like best friends aren't aren't exactly like the best in the world in terms of in-ring work but in terms of like getting the audience to get behind them like i i sincerely think i sincerely think they are one of the best in doing that yeah uh so we get so we get to the back alex marvez he knocks on the door Oh, okay, he here. knocks on the door. I'm here. I'm, on, I'm. I just turned it on. Oh, what's on TV? Oh, look at Dynamite. Look at that. Ooh, Alex Marvez. He's backstage. What's going yeah, on? It's not like I have to be in a podcast where I'd have to give my thoughts. Well, on I have this. to take notes at least on. You know. Anyways, Alex Marvez gets super kicked by the Young Bucks. This is okay. First off, Alex this Marvez. Really, no, no. Okay. First off, no. This looked super fake and weird. Yeah. First off, Alex Marvez. He's just like. Um, I'm out here outside the Young Bucks. I'm going to try to get a question on. He's a beat reporter. He no, 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 no. The, the way he was, he was just like, um, I'm going to get the question. Knock, knock, knock. I don't know. Knock, knock, knock. Do you not remember um, like the Lord Alfred Hayes segments where he would just try? Oh, to- no, but Lord Alfred Hayes would be like, I'm back here right now trying to get a question from Andre. That Andre, what is going on with you and Bobby Heenan? He would open, he would open doors like uninterrupted. Absolutely. Like, not even Why isn't open. Alex Marvez? Yeah, Alex Marvez should have just opened the door. I said, I, Young Bucks, get your asses out here right now. I have a fucking question. Me and Gene would have gotten the, the answer and not gotten super kicked. Just saying. But uh, yeah, and so that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he got yeah, no, it spills it spills into later in the show when they announce something. Uh, Tony Giovanni is with Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford as we get the best man announcement. They big time and ignore Tony and tells him to go away, Timmy. Yeah. Uh, Kip plugs his Twitch channel and says he gets asked if they and he gets asked by people in the chat if they can be the best man, if they can be the best man, if they can be the best man. And then some rotund man named Puff comes out because <laughs> he's uh, he gets asked if, um, oh, you know, he comes out and Kip 
shoes him away and says he's the best at subscribing. He's not the best man, and uh, which I thought was kind of a swing and a miss. They try again as Kip points at the entrance and uh, he points at the section of the entrance. Uh, the wrong person comes out of the wrong entrance, which I always, which I thought was funny. It's Brian Pillman Jr. and he comes out, and Kip tells him to, yeah, Kip tells him to get out, and that his birthday sucked, which is kind of it's probably an inside joke that I just went over my head, just like everything else. Yeah, regarding Brian Pillman Jr. <laughs> and then uh, they actually do announce the best man, and it turns out to be Miro, formerly known as Rusev Alexander Rusev of WWE. He comes out with a $675 Gucci shirt and beach blonde hair. I mean, like bleached hair and fire ass Yeezys, bro. And yeah, he is, uh, he's all elite, that Miro. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Right. What do you think so far right now? Like, okay. Oh, let me just finish a second. Yeah. He says 10 years under the same house, under the same glass ceiling, reaching that imaginary brass ring. And says you can shove that ring up. You could take that ring and shove it up your ass. Oh! He plugs, he plugs his Twitch channel and that he's the best gamer, the best man, the best whatever. He says his name is near Miro and he's all elite. And I thought, like this, this boilerplate former WWE guy just sticking it to his former employee, former employer. Yeah. And uh. Didn't really do anything yeah, for me. He I mean. has had quite the transformation, to be honest. Has he? He dyed his hair. Yes. He dyed his hair. He 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 worked a bunch of people into thinking he becomes a Twitch influencer until a point where he actually kind of became a Twitch influencer. <laughs> He's having like he just kind of has this whole vibe going on with him where he's he he reminds me of Pete Davidson now. He's slowly you said turning that. into Pete Davidson. Oh, because he's just like Island. he's just like because because of the bleached hair, losing his like mind and with all this money or something, or like he has an insanely hot a little bit girlfriend. A little bit. I mean, he's he's wearing a six hundred and seventy five dollar shirt. First off, I can see Rusev and Lana eventually one day just meeting casually, even if they just had no money and getting together. I do not see Pete Davidson unless they went to high school together. Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande. Yeah. That's not the point. I'm just saying it what, is the point to me. What Rusev is slowly turning into what Pete Davidson is now, which is just this sort of and like how old is how old is Miro? Hold on, thirty three. Check this. All right, uh, Miros one Miroslav Barn Barnyashev is thirty four years old. I was pretty God close. Damn, dude, I was pretty close. He's a, just thirty three. Yeah, you don't have to answer that. Okay. <laughs> how old are you? Nah, never mind. Nobody cares. No, it's, it's a rude question. That's why. Anyway, yeah, Miro, he's all elite. Uh, did the boilerplate promo interview? Well, it it came off as a face promo. He and just, it's just like, d- does he really need to be? He just came off as some uh, dude. The third guy, and he's it's like he just came off as another dude. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, but uh, like, uh, yeah, you said the third wheel. The mix. He's the, in the mix. The third wheel to Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian, who already he's the best man. <laughs> Who already or that wedding? They are not really that over. Like, they, like people know who they are, but they're not like over. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, honestly, like the only, I mean, yeah, they're unimpressive. Like, yeah, Penelope Ford had a really good match with uh, Sheeta at um, Fighter Fest, but then that's that's all I can write yeah. about. That's all I can yeah. say about it. Yeah. Like Kip Sabian, he hasn't really, he hasn't really impressed me. He hasn't really stood out, you know, in my opinion. Like he. He tries hard, but it's just it's it's he's not really clicking with me. Like he's yeah. he takes really good bumps in women's matches when in the women's matches that he interferes in. But uh, that's all. That's all. That's really it. 
but we'll see how <laughs> we'll see how this goes. You gotta have a counter for me saying that. Ding. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Tony is with Adam Page, still drinking. Tony goes through the all-out title loss. Page says his ribs are bruised. Tony doesn't want and no. So Tony asks uh, Page how he's feeling, and t- uh, Page says, "Well, my ribs are bruised." And uh, I feel kind of hurt from all this. And Tony, and then Tony, he just says, no, 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 Paige. I don't want this rest stock wrestler answer. Come on now. I'm asking you how you're feeling. Oh, my God. Tony was and the then, perfect person for this. Yeah. No, I love. Yes. Uh, and then we get a deeper answer from Paige saying he's bummed out about the lack of crowd sound uh, and felt that it was inevitable that Kenny and Hangman was going to because they knew no, he was bummed out about the lack of crowd sound throughout the match because he felt that they felt it was inevitable that Kenny and Hangman was going to fall apart. Yeah. Which is uh, now that now that what I that is what I call turning chicken salad, chicken shit into chicken salad yeah. because they weren't silent because they thought Hangman and Adam Hangman and Kenny were going to fall apart. They were. They were sound because that match was falling apart. Yeah. Uh, I hate saying that too. Paige blames himself that FTR are the number one contenders and that it's his fault that he lost his best friends. And then Tony asks about the Kenny table tease. And then Paige with an empty glass says that despite everything he thinks him and Ken, he, despite everything he thinks him and Kenny are the best tag team in the world. And it's their toughest test and gives no indication that they'll split according to him. I thought, I thought this segment right here was a good a good clarification of what the direction of this feud is because I think going into all out the dynamics was a little bit um was a little bit kind of iffy yeah cuz you don't really know if Adam Page is the heel in this situation like they were definitely trying to go with a shades of gray kind of situation where everybody has a reason of why they are who they are yeah yeah but then it got kind of lost in the plot, you know? Yeah, this is depressing. This whole session, this whole... I mean, that's that's the thing. I was like, that's, I felt he's like... At a, he's at a low point. I, I wanted Page is at a low point. I wanted to turn it off. I'm like, I, this, I'm uncomfortable. Like, I can't watch this. It, it, it's I, too much. If, if there's one complaint, it's that I think at this point, you don't need the alcohol to really convey what Adam Page is feeling anymore. And it kind of just comes off as a little bit tacky and... I mean, to be honest, a little bit insensitive to actual alcoholics there. Yeah. Because you're kind of just, um, yeah, you know, I don't think you really need the drinking anymore because like at one, it, at first it was kind of fun. Like the fact that, oh, Adam Page, he's hold, he's going to make one of, he's going to make Matt Jackson hold his beer and then do the buckshot lariat and ask for the beer back. Like that's a, that is a great moment. That is badass. And now. I think it's kind of ran its course. Isn't that I what think it's, isn't I that... think it's time to close that tab, Adam Page. But okay. Do you just complete the storyline or do you just okay because oh, i'm just telling him to stop drinking no but that's doesn't really at the same time you sit there you said something about it's kind of disrespectful to alcoholics i think it'd be kind of disrespectful to not see him do the full go through the full range of motions you know like honestly i feel like if you just lose that you wouldn't lose that much i i think i think we're in this story now and i think like you just said, the hold my beer. I'm gonna do the buckshot lariat. That was awesome. That was great. And that's how a lot of drinking starts. It's and time for the. You're telling me it's time for the anxious millennial cowboy to grow up. Well, it's time for him to maybe seek help. Seek seek out help. Maybe him and uh, Matt Hardy need to go to Diamond Dallas Page. I don't know. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, more on more on that to come. Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus Sunny Kiss and Joey Janela. No disqualification. That was weird. 
Judas is sung by all the people attending. Hockey fist fight between Janelle and Jericho. Uh, they give Sonny and Joey a lot of... They, they give them a lot. Um, yeah. Stereo drop kicks to both Jake and Jericho as they pose. Joey gets a chair out. He uses it on Jericho. Really just wallops him with it. Like, it just looks... They really gave it to him. Jericho does a Saito suplex on Jericho to the leg of the chair. He drips chair on the second rope. Jericho runs into it, of course. And then they go over the dark results from yesterday. Um, they, uh, they, and I'm, I'm only saying this to pander to you, Corey. Uh, Will Hobbs, his first, uh, his first win in AW Dark. Uh, I don't know who sure. we beat because I didn't reach it. Yeah, at that it was, point, it, but... was, it, was some, it was some jobber. I don't know. Yeah. Ricky, um, uh, did you watch? Did you watch Dark though? Uh, no, I like all of it. No, no, no. You should watch the Ricky, Ricky Starks and Ben Carter match. Okay. The way Ricky Starks times his entrance in that particular dark episode, I am just I love that guy. I am just uh, absolutely floored by everything that guy does. But we'll get there. Hager is being very giving to Sunny Kiss as she lays it on both him and Jericho. Uh, Hager stupidly tries a Hager bomb to Sunny, not knowing. Okay, so he stupidly he tries to do a Hager bomb to Sunny when Sonny is holding a garbage bin yeah, thinking that like, has zero effect on Hager. Like he thinks it's going to hurt Sonny more. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. going to hit that too, dude. Yeah. But uh, Sonny, uh, she raises the trash bin and it hits Hager's dumbass face. Janela gets catapulted to Hager who throws him to the table. Sonny kiss dives to both of them. And it's just all Sonny at this point. He, she is beating up just both Jericho and Hager in like a surprising degree. Yeah. Um, well, Sonny, uh, when he held up the, the garbage can, I thought that was, it was kind of confusing for a second. Cause I think it made sense when you think about it. Like you just said, Oh yeah, you're going to fall into the, Oh, nothing about that spot made sense. The garbage. Well, no, falling you... into a garbage can would hurt. And if you hold it up and it doesn't hit the bottom person, then it would hit the person on the top but then it was real life logic being applied to wrestling and all the wrestling well, that's, logic that's where you was just like whoop, out the window that was wrestling logic gone but. like i said that's where you fucked up Corey. yeah um so yeah she uh, she goes to town on both of them showed fantastic fire and as soon as i type that jericho gets the fire extinguisher and extinguishes sunny kisses <laughs> just like that hager slams sunny for the pin and win I thought this match exceeded my expectations. I thought this was just going to be like a, like Jericho and Hager just getting their respective wins back. And they did, but it was a fantastic spotlight for Sonny Kiss's offense. You know, like her, her split based offense or like using them legs. Yeah. And uh, just and yes. Joey Janela just kind of being kind of the anchor to this team. Like he's not really like it's if AEW Joey Janela, um, Joey's nothing a, really to, nothing really to write home about. His match against Serpentico has been was above average at the pre-show, but to me, I think he was just sort of just yeah. there. Yeah, no. Here's the this thing, was, though. Or, again, this was another tag match where Sonny Kiss just outshined everybody. Yeah, here's the thing about this though: is that Janela his singles matches they're all right, but when he's in a tag match or a multi-person match, he really shines or, because he has the spots that he can kind of come in and come out of. And Sonny I mean, Kiss kind of known for like a hardcore like garbage match wrestler and not say hard i would say hardcore like gcw hardcore that hardcore style yeah, yeah. that was sort of his bread and butter that's for sure was kind of, that's what he was kind of known for. uh right? sunny kiss looks great in this match uh everything you said you know times a million and then um also the one great thing that i've noticed that really just clicked in my head is how giving chris jericho is being with this younger talent 
that's I feel like that's just his mantra. You know, that's, like that's that's the that's what he he but, wanted to establish himself as the first champion, and then for him to just and I think about all this. the time all the times that he never got that sh- that shine or that shot. You think about times of him in WCW with Bill Goldberg, and when Goldberg didn't want to wrestle him because you know oh who's Chris Jericho. And things like that, and it's just like pay it forward. Yeah, pay it forward. he's paying it forward, and I'm hoping that a lot of these guys will continue that tradition of paying it forward to the future talent. So, yeah, like you're still an idiot for uh, doing uh, Sturgis, <laughs> for doing a uh, Sturgis, which yeah. is apparently a super spreader event. Yeah. Which is which yeah. you love to hear that, don't you? Whatever, that's never gonna get me. It's the Judas in his mind, you know. You ever feel like? You, you um you ever feel like you had COVID and just never realized it? Well, you can get an antibody test. Like yeah, I, I just feel like you know just a little little divert. Like it's it's been a, this long, and I'm just kind of surprised I haven't got you it know, with the amount of times I've went to Safeway or how I'm a delivery just people, driver. Just just the people. Yeah, that's that's why I go I'm running. The, I go running. Yeah. I go. I I I don't like go out partying, but I've still like gone out and did the shit I need to do. I'm like surprised. Your odds, knowing the like, San Francisco isn't exactly like a fucking yeah. hot bit, is it? I don't. I mean, how I, is I don't. I, I don't right think now? we're that bad right now, but like we're still in like in the red in terms of just like opening shit up. Yeah, they. they we can't have gyms. We can't have gyms or indoor haircuts right now yet. But uh, but if you uh, go across is there the outdoor bay, haircuts, because I'm. I mean, look at me. I mean, you can't look at me. But... You could. You can go across the bay and get an indoor haircut if you wanted to, but. Yeah. No. I. My sister's boyfriend. Like. I think he got one at San Mateo, and I'm like. <sighs> I can I can give you my barber's number, but it's a little pricey. Okay, say it out loud. Uh, oh no, do you don't have to. I mean, give him a plug. Uh, Post match, before that, post match, Jericho says, "All that was a terrible night for the inner circle. None of them won. His boots are still squeaking." And uh, he just says that um, he's going to move on, and he uh, pretty much calls out FTR as they put their foot in the tag division. Well, they didn't exactly. Jericho and Hager they... tag team tag division. Yeah. Thoughts. Um, the uh, proud and powerful. What about them? You know. What about proud and powerful? Well, you can have. Why is why is now Jericho saying, uh, "I we're gonna be the we're gonna f- do this tag team now, and we're gonna go after those tag titles." Shouldn't Where's proud and powerful chest? be? Shouldn't proud and powerful be like, "Hey, um, y- we want to go after those tag titles." No, but we want to go out to those tag. But we, and that's going to be a back and forth. Oh, I already booked. It's going to be back and forth. There, there you go, Jerry. Kingston comes out and he says, "Listen, listen, listen." Oh no, it would be um, who would it be at that? Sammy. It would be Sammy at that point. He would just. I was going to make a, a joke about the, him hitting a spear, but no, he would just say with his cue cards, "Don't do it. Be a team player. <laughs> don't do it." <laughs> That's yeah. just a cue card that just says, "Don't do it." Yeah, Sammy Guevara. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> that's. Probably learn a thing or two from not doing certain things. <laughs> Sammy, especially. Uh, MJF insert. He says dictator John cheated to beat him at all out, which he's not wrong, and that his campaign was supposed to give hope for the hopeless. But fuck all that. Uh, <laughs> his my words, not his. And he just straight up just fires everyone. He yeah. uh, he berates Nina, who's also fired. She no oh. longer smiles. And then Wardlow. He dresses MJF. Hey, as, boss. No, he says sir. Sure. And then MJF calls Wardlow an, uh, an illiterate oaf as they both stare down. And then MJF, he he says the he he makes this point where he says Tony Khan doesn't sign him his checks. MJF does. Yeah. Which I thought was a nice little touch of why doesn't Wardlow just fuck him up? Yeah. And I think in kayfabe, 
Wardlow isn't a, isn't a isn't a real AEW signed contract contracted talent and storyline. So, yet he'll yet yet he wrestles matches against Cody and Cage matches and he does squash singles matches. Like yeah, you could still do that without. I mean, look at Thunder Rosa. Look at Jeff Cobb. It's just I just thought that was just kind of a nice touch yeah. of why he's you know Wardlow is at the. At the, oh, he's like they're essentially they're essentially he's essentially at the mercy of MJF, and they're just they're setting that up too. Again, setup counter. Ding, he's gonna have setup. a he's gonna have a huge baby face, just not a push, but just him trying to fight for his freedom from MJF. You know what I mean? Yeah. Him versus MJF. If he wins, he gets his he gets an AEW contract, a full it's, AEW it's, contract. Again, it's 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 HBK and JBL, which which is fucking weird because they're both dudes with. Uh, three letters as their name the whole hbk uh and mjf storyline and w-a-r-d-l-o-w yeah wardlow he i have he that dude has shades of batista like yeah he evolution does. yeah he does Definitely. he really does like that that whole evolution then you like the whole evolution slow burn with him and triple h like i could see that i could like i, I hope they get crowds by the time he turns because when he turns on mjf that's he's a star yeah. wardlow well hopefully they keep it going um, and they don't just because I'm starting to see that. Yeah, with no, AEW. that's the that's the, the that's the seed. Like, yeah, they're just going to keep it going because he's at the mercy. He is at the mercy of MJF. Got to water point. it. Got to water it. Yeah, you got to water it. Um, let's see, uh, he says he's his only friend. Clearly, so uh, MJF says he's his only. Uh, Wardlow is his only friend, which he clearly didn't watch BTE this week because did you watch BTE this week? I know I have not seen BTE. John, this week. Okay, all I'm saying is that John Silver just loudly i fucks Wardlow uncomfortably and it's amazing oh i think i watched half of it and i i think they were trying to dark order john John silver he just straight up is like look at this beef i'm gonna call him up i want to eat him up like it just gets really he just goes like five jokes too far and when he goes five jokes too far that's when it gets really funny john silver man he Uh, is he is the mvp of bt he's the bald one right yeah 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 uh, so he threatens to put him on the street and asks if so he threatens to put him and his family on the street and asks if they have a problem. And I think that's going to be a recurring question. It's going to be one of those buzz questions. Do we have a problem? Because that's, that's just MJF. Uh, yeah. Yeah. John Moxley, he cuts a champion promo saying he's number one and asks if you really want to bet against him. And then that's it for John Moxley this week. Well, I love uh, Moxley. He goes uh, he's talking about he goes, well, he's then Lance Archer won the number one contendership. God damn it. He goes, this isn't getting any easier, is it? Well, I'm going to keep fighting, and I'm John Moxley, and I'm pretty badass. And... Oh, wait, I have to defend this? Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Well, that's the thing is you still get, like, a little bit of Dean Ambrose popping out, and I feel like that little moment, there was a little bit of Dean Ambrose right there. In terms of just the comedy of it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. I was going to say, yeah, whatever. FTR tag team celebration. Uh, Blanchard. Okay, so Bland, like Tully Blanchard, he just yells out, "Fear the revelation! Fear the revelation!" And then he says that on Saturday, like he just says, like he mentions that the ring on Saturday was 117 degrees. And I was like, "Dude, water boils at 100. Are you telling? Like, are you telling? Water me boils that? at 100 Celsius. Oh, that's true. Yeah, 100, 180 degrees uh, Fahrenheit." And so, like, but he just said 117 degrees in the ring. Just that's still hot no matter yeah, what. It's yeah. just, uh. I just thought that was just like a, just one of those perfect exaggerations. Um, he says at the 31st minute, they became the t- best tag team in the world because that's when they won. 
uh, Cash Wheeler Cash Wheeler puts over the division because SU old they, and they don't care about private party and he calls them they call themselves the locker room leader. They call Jurassic Express a comedy gimmick and says they don't deserve the titles despite them you know gaining some momentum and winning. Uh, they almost brawl, but FTR leaves before, so they they just leave and then they just go to the certain part of the ring just to get themselves set up for an ice bath by Marco Stunt. Everyone eats cake as we end the segment. I thought this was just them just establishing themselves as, you know, your heel tag team. Yeah. And, uh, because for a second, um, match next week. What, yeah. uh, Cash is the is the one with hair, right? Mm-hmm. And, okay, so Cash was really putting over the tag team division. He was saying, oh, we have some of the best tag teams here. Um, you know, everyone, everyone works so hard, you know, and now we are the best in the world and the best of the best tag team division. And it was, I was like, for a minute, I was like, damn, is FTR just going to turn face real quick? Because that's the what they, I got in the and first. And they just get backhanded as hell. That's how. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, how yeah, they yeah. are. But. Uh, yeah. Uh, they eat cake as we end the segment. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, they have a toast using cake slices. And I was like, I'm hungry. Yeah. Hungry yeah. Right now. That'd be nice. I want cake. Um, I thought this was nice. I just, I for some reason, I just kind of enjoy yeah. like when there's just there just happens to be food and everyone's just eating it. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, we'll get yeah, there whatever. with food. Uh, oh God, we haven't talked oh, to NXT God. yet. <laughs> Taz, I know this show's getting really long. Taz joins the table as he recaps the Darby the Darby Allen elimination without actually showing it because God damn it! Oh look, the, uh, Darby Allen, he's gonna be TV coming here. Show. He's coming. It's great. He, so they do the Ricky. So, oh my god! So they they do the Ricky Starks Darby. They do the Ricky Starks Darby Allen thing again, like and then he does like he says in a real emo way that he dislocated his pinky and then he can't skateboard with his friends anymore. Wow. But then just like that, he turns on a dime. He turns serious and he just calls Darby reckless and that there's a reason why he's alone. It's because he's reckless, oh. <laughs> and that he will absolutely and relentlessly gonna beat Darby's ass yeah. as his amazing music just plays us out. And that was. You know, if this like, is, it was like thirty seconds, like boom, boom, I'm done. If this is WWE, the, though, I just thought, hey, if this is WWE, Ricky Starks would have mentioned, "That's why you're alone. That's why your girlfriend left you." I'm just saying, I was almost I, surprised that they didn't go I'm down that gonna, route. I wouldn't go as far as to think the AEW would be above saying that. I, I was like su- they would. I they, was surprised they've done their share of low hanging fruit before. I was surprised they didn't say that, and I'm good on them for not. But you know, but. Hey, listen. If anybody deserves to have uh, to have be, what's that phrase? Uh, not knock them down a peg. I don't even. I'm not even sure. If, yeah, okay. yeah. Newly signed Tay Conti. Newly signed Tay Conti versus Nyla Rose. What could possibly go wrong? Tay tries a knee bar, but Nyla's too big and strong. Tay goes for a sunset flip, but is slammed to the floor. And then at this point, they just said, like, oh, oh wait, wait a minute. Breaking news. Breaking news. Bucks are fined $5,000 each for the assault on Alex Marvez. And I'm like, $5,000 is kind of not a lot, considering, like, some of the fines that WWE gets nowadays. Like, didn't, like, Charlotte Flair get, like, $50,000 for yeah, I think so. I, hold on. Let me now I have to look that up. Um, but no, but it's one thing that I questioned was they were like, well, uh, not Ty County. She's not the only one pursuing her. It's not AEW. It's uh, the Dark Order. They're they're trying to get her. Didn't Ty County already like agree to join the Dark Order? I mean, at least that. No, she had that fucking. No, she had that fifth grade bin folder, and she just held on to it. She looked at it, it, and then she hugged. She, it. she hugged. She hugged Ty Con- She hugged. Um, what's her name? 
What's the girl's name in? Anna J. Yeah, she hugged her, and it, they were like, "Oh, yay, we hugged." They're like, "Oh, so, she did it. She joined the Dark Order." Oh, anyway. Yeah, here, see, look. Following her actions at the WWE Survivor Series pay per view, Charlotte Flair has been fined a hundred thousand U.S. dollars by SmackDown Live General Manager Page on last night show during her match on sunday charlotte attacked as many as five referees who tried to calm her down as she was assaulting ronda rousey i remember that that was that was actually kind of badass of her yeah and yet you're finding charlotte's you, badass that's why you fucking and then you you kick the head off a television personality in alex marvez and they only get five thousand like come on aw cough up i thought you were rich i thought you were a billionaire shahid khan yeah, well ah, 7.8 billion dollars also, they announced Cody is going to say something, which, oh, he said something, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, Conti, she goes for an arm bar, but gets a beast bomb, pin, win, squash. Thanks for coming, Conti. Um, post-match, Guerrero says the vicious vixens, vicious vixens aren't going anywhere as Nyla sets another beast bomb, but is rescued by Hikaru Shida and her endo stick as she's helped. But and it kind of and it looked like take like take Conti was selling her leg, yeah. And I don't know whether or not she was selling or it was legit because like you could tell there was like there was like actual legit distress from her. And it would be it would be such a bummer for her to be injured on her first match. Like you would hate to see that happen. To anybody, oh yeah, her so. first match as a official signed AEW talent. She's had a that match be... in AEW already, but yeah, yeah, dynamite debut or yeah, I guess I don't know. Yeah, this uh, Tay Conti, what do you think? She looked really good in this match. She looked good in this match. I mean, uh, she looks 100 times better than she did in NXT. You know, like, you know, they signed Tay Conti, and um, it's just, uh, I always think, like, oh, hey, listen, you can't, you can't, like, bring a bunch of, you know, bangers in your division. Sometimes I'm still of the belief that you do need a meaningful hierarchy, and I'm not saying that Tay Conti's at the bottom. But she's in the mid tier, and you could still. And there's a lot to work with for Tay Conti. Yeah, like, she definitely has a passion. She does the for, judo. For, yeah, she has a black belt in judoka, and she tweets about watching uh, Kasuyori Shibata matches, which she is essentially a, my dream girl. <laughs> and she that. and she's trying to learn and grow, and that's awesome. She's ready. She's ready, willing, and gable. Who said that this week on AEW? Uh, it was Kenny Omega. He said, "I'm ready." Willing and able, and and, it, uh, and I think it was all out. I was just like, and, I, and then and and yet we're making a Chad Gable and AEW con- connection, and that just immediately bums me the fuck out. They replayed the Bucks assault on Marvez. <laughs> I felt like I said that before, um, but they um. did. And we have a JR interview with Kenny Omega. You had Tony with Hangman and Page, and now you have JR with Kenny Omega. It's, you know, poetry. JR asks Omega how has how he has processed Saturday. Omega says, you win belts, you lose belts, it happens. Uh, he says there was something there with Paige as he was direction, directionless in the company. Um, Omega referring to himself. Yeah. Because he was supposed to be the face of AEW. JR asks, what's next for uh, Kenny Omega? And Omega answers that what he learned about Hangman wasn't great, and he has no plans to reunite with Hangman as he formally announces a return to singles action. Yeah. yeah. Kenny Omega. He... We'll see how this goes. Corey. I mean, we're going to we're gonna see a, a Kenny Omega hangman page feud. I mean, that's obviously what's going to happen. Um, and uh, conveniently, right after this segment, just like that, October 14th, Mo- John Moxley versus Lance Archer for the AEW title. <laughs> so, so Lance Archer is going to lose. 
again. Yeah, of course he is. And everybody dies. That Lance Archer casino, that Casino Royale thing didn't really matter. I mean, unless it was oh, yeah, to get no, Eddie Kingston over. Unless it was really to get Eddie Kingston over in the end. You know what I mean? Well, to be like, I didn't really get tossed out. So, oh, uh, wow. yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, so they... They are setting the they're setting the stage. Hangman, he believes that he can reunite with Kenny. Kenny ain't not he he don't want none of that shit. Yeah. We'll see we'll see how it goes. No. So we are at the part where they announce the announce the stuff for next week. So NWA women's champ NWA women's title match, Thunder Rosa versus Ivalice. So oh, Ivalice gets a title shot. NWA title match de- de- defense in AEW. That's all right. It's quite the statement that they. I think made. power's coming back soon, isn't it? Well, N- you NWA? know, collaborations. It's. I think this is end. Uh, this is AEW dipping their toe in collaborations. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and 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 who better than Thunder Rosa to just really just Thunder Rosa is a great wrestler. She's a fighting champion. As per all fighting champions, I think they should defend the titles at any time. Time is never time at all. You can. I don't know how that song goes. Thank you, Billy Corgan. <laughs> Thank you. Thunder Rosa is going to defend her NWA Women's Championship against Eva Lease tonight. 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 I own a wrestling company. I, uh, God, I, uh, you know um, what Billy Corgan should be? You I, ever watch Power Rangers? No. You ever yeah. watch Power Rangers? Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that disembodied head. Whoa, uh, Zordon? The holographic head. I forgot his name. Zordon. Sure, why not? Uh, Okay, Zordon. Power Rangers, you need to go to the Elf Grove uh, cafeteria to defend Rita Repulsa and her putty mad. Ay, ay, ay. After 5,000 years, I'm finally free. Um, That's a a show we should do uh, reviews on, is Power Rangers. I think I'm good. In addition to the NWA title win style match, uh, we will have the parking lot brawl. Best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent versus Santana and Ortiz. Chris Jericho announced that he and JK are... <laughs> I'm reading off post-wrestling because like like Andrew Thompson, he's li- I, I, I thought I was getting a fucking list of things that are going next week. So private party... Okay, okay, okay. Chris Jericho, okay. Uh, Jake Hager, they face private party. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, they, they are set to go up against... FTR, and if they can score a victory, they'll get shot at the tag titles. Oh, which was the main takeaway from that, okay. by the way. Which, yeah. And then next week, you so and will have a promo segment, and Adam Page is facing Frankie Kazarian in a singles competition. So, yeah. On on top of the October 14th. October 14th, that's, that's a ways away. Take a month away. But then, in thinking that it's a ways away, it's next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's not next week, but I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 Main event time, Brody Lee versus Dustin Rhodes. We are about an hour 26 here. Shit. Um, second, Brody t- turns his back. Hey, this was a loaded show, Corey. This was a very loaded show. You know what? We've been used to these uh, these split B shows, and we, we, yeah. we can't get used to that. We have to get used to these full B shows. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I got to say the main event. Main event, Brody Lee versus Dustin Rhodes. Second, Brody turns his back. Dustin attacks Brody immediately, just out of rage. Takes out members of the Dark Order as the match officially begins with Dustin in control. Uh, throughout the match, they keep pimping Cody's gigantic announcement after the show, after the match goes on. Sounds like it's going to be a big uh, deal. Yeah. Oh, God. These two go exactly like these two. They go exactly what you they do exactly what you want out of a match between yeah. the both of them. Yeah. Like I use this term a lot that maybe don't warrant 
uh, it that much. But like, despite the beginning, I thought this was a meat and potatoes ass match. Uh, Dustin whips out a crazy looking hurricane. Hardy serving. Gives, yeah. uh, he gives Brody a pile driver. John Silver comes in for the distraction. A number of near falls for Brody. Eventually, he gets the discus lariat, discus lariat for the pin and win. Title retains. You're just, and still TNT champion Brody Lee. Post match, Dark Order brings out QT Marshall's dead body, kicks Dustin in the nuts for good measure. Brody makes it a point that he still hates Colt, but Uno comforts Cabana as Dark Order stands tall and celebrates. Uh, this match, great. Why do I, I like th- this? Why do I feel like Evil Uno is like the butters of the group from South Park? Just like there, there, it's all right, buddy. You, you come with me, Colt. It, it's okay. I wouldn't necessarily call him the butters. I would necessarily call him like he's a good. The he's, guy? he's a good cop. You know, is what you know, right? Like the mediator. Yeah, he's the good yeah, guy, sure. but then like, but then Uno would would find ways to throw people under the bus. Well, yeah, but you know they're they're trying to get Colt hey, to fall in hey, line. Hey, Corey, you know what? Evil Uno is evil Uno. Yeah, he he's really good on Twitter too. He might he he's, he's good on Twitch. He might be he might be up for best Twitter account of the year for a CWRE this year. I'm just saying. I thought I thought it was best social media, which is pretty much best Twitter account. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, they celebrate. Uh, that ends the show. I thought that match was great, but Corey, what's that's that? not over. No, AEW wrestler Cody. So Cody, he comes out in this weird looking warehouse, and he says, "I have, I have devised a structure. I have devised a show that has shows people all, all these talents." And I just thought, like, is is this going to be an announcement for the for the for the second show? But <laughs> no. it was an announcement for a show, all right. It was an announcement. For for something called the Go Big Show, Go Big which, Show. So it is a talent, and so it pretty much is just. This is the reason why Cody's gone, by the way, because he's off filming this Go Big Show where he it's a talent show in which Cody's a judge alongside Rosario Dawson and uh, Snoop Dogg and some other people. And I just thought this was. I could not stop laughing. Is this I really could not stop? Is laughing. This, okay, I know we don't know much about it. But it's it's nothing. It's nothing. No, 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 no. It's just Cody no, Rhodes. I know it's there. nothing. I know it's nothing. But is this produced by AEW? Is this produced by a, no, the same production? It's, company? it's it is one of those show. It's one of those many shows that you see. On, it's on TBS. It's no, I, like the it's it's hot ones. It's uh, the, the no. I know. The no, no, no. Misery index. Shoot wise. Shoot wise. Is this produced by the same people who it's do? It's just a side thing. I know. It's a side thing. Who produces this they show? Just wanted to, and they just wanted to use Cody. And because, and I think honestly, it's kind of it's kind of cool to see what Warner Media execs kind of view AEW as a product. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they, it just shows they had kind of have tremendous. They kind of have a little bit of respect, maybe even say a tremendous amount of respect for the AEW brand. And it's going to be hosted. That. You kind of need that relate. You kind of need that relationship to be you know very well because they are your tnt is aew's lifeblood quite literally like you said tony khan said it himself there would be no <laughs> aew without kevin riley so so i actually got to i need i pulled up some news yeah. on this from variety um so brett kirshner or krishner is going to be hosting it the comedian the guy who, who is that guy the guy who takes off his shirt uh you okay. know the big fat white guy who takes off his shirt he looks like some douchebag that'd be in the room you don't have to you don't have to explain anymore no i i do um it was announced wednesdays uh on tnt tbs and true tv making three networks the first roadblock announcement the go big show celebrates the most extreme of talents including monster truck races 
alligator training and stunt archery as contestants compete against each other for a grand prize of $100,000. What if someone just has like a wrestling ring and they just wrestle a match? They're like, <laughs> like Cody's like, I'm going to win this. I'm going to wrestle a match. <laughs> See, this is real wrestling. Like, no, Cody is the judge. Cody is the judge. He just judges I that know. wrestling match. But then it's the talent show. It's just like Rosario Dawson's like, what the fuck is this? Uh, so general Ma- is like, what is this? General manager of TNT was quoted as saying, uh, old TNT, TBS, and True TV saying, uh, we are going bigger and bolder with our unscripted lineup at TBS to provide more of the content viewers at home of they like, blah, 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 blah. He basically is like, oh, we're doing shows that you like, so like it. Uh, so yeah, Dynamite. That was Dynamite. Again, I liked... 2021. A, in a vacuum, I can see this being kind of a show where people... I can I can definitely see the argument of people thinking this is kind of a notch below. Okay, okay. So this is my, my question I was asking earlier. I'm sorry. Um, it's produced by Todd Lubin and Jay Peterson of Matador Content, uh, Howard T. Owens, Ben Silverman, and Greg Lipstone of Propagate Content, and showrunner Conrad Green, Brett Kirshner. Oh, and then the host. Um, so no, it doesn't look like those are any companies that Shahid or Tony are involved with. It's it's a way for the Warner Media execs to that's a way to be warm with the Warner Media execs. Yeah, but yeah, Dynamite. Um, uh, this was a show to set up shows, other shows, and in that regard, I drew that as a positive. Nice. Um, Kenny Omega, uh, he is saying he wants to be in singles match, in singles actions. You could hear the crowd cheer when they announced that. Yeah. That was an interesting part. And then mm-hmm. you have Hangman is like, oh, no, I want to stay being a tag team because, you know, I thought, I thought we, we had such a great time. time. I mean, me. It's my last match. It's my last match. Don't leave me. It's my last match. He's Terry. He's going to become like Terry Funk in about 20 years. Eh, maybe. Hangman we'll Adam Page. We'll it's my last match. Anyway, well, AEW. AEW. And uh, on to the, uh, the fallout to all out. The fallout from all out. And now we go from the fallout of Super Tuesday 2, I guess, right? NXT, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Finn Balor versus Adam Cole. Now, they kick off the show for an NXT championship match. Sorry, I just, I just jumped they, right into cause it. Because they said there would be no time limit. Yeah, it makes because sense. Because that would, that would suck if there was, there was a time, <laughs> no time like, limit. No time limit. No, we're out of time. See you on Thunder. Um, uh, uh, Adam Cole comes to the ring wearing the old Undisputed Gold t-shirt. Um, trying to you know foresee his future as a two-time NXT champion. Uh, technical. Wait, re- hold on. Before you say anything, yeah. Sean Rossap of Fightful.com. He just pretty much said excited for NXT to do Halloween Havoc the same week as the AEW Dynamite Anniversary Show. They haven't announced it. I don't know why they wouldn't do it. Give me that sweet logo. Halloween <sighs> Havoc, October fourteenth. All right, Halloween Havoc. I guess that'll be our Halloween theme show. Um, let me see. So I'm just, it, it's shaking up the grounds here at the diamond studio, a technical wrestling mat to begin the match. Balor wearing down Cole with a series of headlocks, Cole working a hammer lock on Balor. This kind of goes on for a while. Then eventually we get a basement drop kick to Cole's head. Uh, he fights back, hits a pump kick to, uh, Finn Balor. We backstabber to Balor followed by a kick out. There was a cool moment where, uh, Adam Cole held the gun, the gun signed to Balor's Wait, head. 
I'm sorry, what? Yeah, he he uh, had my attention, <laughs> and he just fucking shot Finn Balor in the kneecap. You both know, of them, it just, it got real weird. Well, that's why Balor was working the leg injury. No, uh, he held up the gun sign to Balor's head because you know, hey, okay. bullet club. <laughs> Uh, they go back and forth with some reversals, leading to Balor hitting the sling blade on Adam Cole. Shining wizard to Finn Balor. Cole sets up for the last shot, but Balor catches Cole, slams him down, hitting the double stomp. The announcers are talking of Cole uh, hurting his ribs, but I never saw anything happen. Maybe it happened from the double stomp. You uh, know, like this whole entire match... Uh... Yeah, no, keep going. I'll, I'll, I'll explain it later. Yeah, uh, eventually, Balor, they fight on the outside. Balor sits Cole down on the timekeeper's chair, run towards down, him. Right here. Right now. <laughs> he, he run towards him, try to hit a drop kick, but gets caught with a super kick instead. Balor working the knee injury. Cole begins focusing on the leg with a figure four. Cole looking for a super kick. Balor hits the sling blade. Coup de gras to Cole, followed by a kick out. Cole locks in uh, a figure four again. Uh, eventually, we have the last shot to Balor, followed by another kick out. Cole goes for the Panama City Sunrise, uh, but Balor catches him, uh, slams him down. Uh, we have a reverse inverted 1916 is what they called it. 1916! So a reverse, so it'd be like a 61 or a 90, I don't know. Uh, super kick to Balor's knee while Balor was climbing up the turnbuckle. Sorry both about men, that? No, no, you're fine. Uh, both men on the top turnbuckle. We have an atomic 1916. I'm, I'm multitasking here. I'm also creating the show's uh, thumbnail. There I'm still go. listening because uh, they had a new picture for Rusev. Uh, the Atomic 1916 to Adam Cole and the pin and the win and your new NXT champion, the real rock and roller, the Prince Finn Balor. He is your new NXT champion tonight. That's fucking pretty Listen, cool. Listen, man. He's the right guy who won. Yeah. But to me, Finn Balor, and I feel like this is just more of a bigger picture of... Um, him his presence in nxt in general yeah, yeah he just comes off as the guy who is too cool who's the most popular kid in high school for the past six years yep he's pretty you know, badass though but yeah yeah he's the most popular like he's still uh, there was a tweet there's a tweet dedicated to doing wrestling analogies for arrested development yeah. and them to arrest development finn balor is steve holt watch one with steve holt He's the Job's son. Spoilers, oh, oh. and he's the he he's the kid who keeps on saying Steve Holt, and he's the he's the kid who stays in high school for the next six years because he's so dumb and he never progresses. Uh, but this is actually a really good match. Um, I gave it a seven out of ten on my yeah. on my this scale. Ma- this, match is, this match was very good though. Uh, Adam Cole, he's not enough can be said of how much of a talented performer he is, yeah. and and to uh, Finn Balor as well. These guys, they they killed it. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was gonna say uh, this is probably one of the best openers that NXT has had for a long time. I felt like uh, you can't say that. I don't know. I man. did. They're... I did. I feel like I feel like I feel like I can't think of anything right now. But that's, that's people a, that's a people have also said claim. Adam Cole is playing total face in this match. I don't really see that. I these, so these guys are both playing I tweeners. Feel, I feel like it was kind of he. They it kind of played out face when in the post match. Oh post-match. yeah 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 yeah. Um, him not being like mad it was just him being kind of like oh man oh you won too sweet let's go you know Uh, after the match though we had that moment where Adam Cole gives him the too sweet and then Finn Balor goes to the giant X and poses and holds the guns up because he's Finn Balor and uh, the one thing I want to ask though is the everything turned red is that an indication that the demon could make its return I mean, he's ostensibly he he is the only face in that entire fucking 
uh, uh, yeah, dude. they need him as a face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we cut backstage. Rhea Ripley uh, says she's going to make an example of Martinez. Uh, and I guess they are calling this match the Battle of the Badasses. We're badasses. Yeah, yeah let's go. Sturgis. Uh, Finn Balor, he's backstage being congratulated by everyone. And uh, this is when Cole gave him the two sweeps. He's like, hey, man, too sweet. And he's like, oh, thanks. And he gets his side plates on, and, and, and Triple H says, there you go, son. Adam Cole goes, thank you, daddy. He never, he never called me son. Um, and then we have, I'm sure he's called him son plenty of times. Yeah. Uh, we have Robert Stone backstage trying to destroy Shotzi Blackheart's tank. Uh, Shotzi though, defends her property. I mean, um, he finds the tank just sitting off to the side. She punches him. Uh, then it's an ambush by Aaliyah where both women fall through a curtain into Io Shirai, who was just happened to be on the other side. Uh, Io, tough luck. Tough luck. Io beats down on Aaliyah in the ring. Robert tries to hit Io off the top rope, but Io, uh, sorry, uh, Shotzi pushes her out of the way. Hits every uh, time you say Io, it gets me thinking about Captain Io. Captain Io. That's the Michael Jackson space Disney oh, movie. The 3D movie. Yeah. Uh, Shotzi punches Robert Stone. Eventually, they hit. Uh, well, they don't hit stereo dives. I, they hit what I called multiple mono dives um, to Aaliyah and Robert Stone because they kind of did it at their own pace. I know that's a audio person joke uh afterwards both women <laughs> it's okay you don't you're you're a video guy I, I, what does uh, that mean Corey? you don't think i can i can hey, listen you your your audio is from a bunk ass zoom call while i'm getting the best of the best in this blue yeti all right you know what your feelings mutual i know in the podcast version i sound like i'm a, in a from a bunk ass zoom call as well uh so after sorry. Uh, <laughs> after the match both women pose for some reason, Shotzi grabs the title but plays keep away with Io Shirai. Uh, I, I, uh, yeah. I, I, okay. And Shotzi just all of a sudden felt a little heelish and was like, Did you mine. see Shotzi's Instagram post about no. uh, Io Shirai? She just says, hurt me, Io. Hurt me. Well, because um, Io, says, Io says out loud, she goes, don't make me hurt you. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Really? So, okay. so Io did start it. Uh, then we go... We cut cut back. Uh, we go to a commercial break, and it's keeping up with the Garganos. So yeah, with their lamp with LED lights. Who the fuck would install LED lights on their in their room? Shaking my head. I'm blocking them out. Uh, no, but uh, let's see. Candace tells Johnny. Johnny is totally against Candace speaking with Tegan Knox. Um, but Tegan says, "I need this friendship." Um, Johnny opens the door. Tegan comes in and uh, Tegan is wearing a bull Nakano t-shirt, which I thought was because she's cool. Corey, she knows a thing or two about wrestling. I mean, yeah. Give her bull Nakano cred. I feel bull Nakano. I mean, that's a, that's pretty chill. Uh, Johnny though, like I said, he's not really liking the situation at all. Um, kind of, no, he, he just, says, this is kind of weird. I'm going to, Oh, this is a bit later. No, this is later. Yeah. So this is the part where he goes, Oh, Hey Tegan, you're not just going to come in with a bunch of pizzas. Huh? 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 She's like, oh, Johnny, I'm, I'm sorry. What was just a thing I was doing? And da 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 uh, But Candace yeah, gives... he just makes it uncomfortable for her. Like, that, yeah. the, the, from the get-go, he just makes it uncomfortable. Um, Which is, you know, the Johnny Gargano way, apparently. Candace wants to give Knox her her seat at the head of the table. And uh, she wants to talk pri- privately, but uh, Johnny's just sitting there awkwardly. So, I mean, I, I kind of like the awkward Johnny Gargano. They're playing characters and whatever, you know, like... It's I'm gonna just pass the point about complaining about the direction of these two and like yeah. just whatever, man. Uh, then we cut to Thatcher's Thatch Cam Wrestling Film Study. 
Keep going. I got to close the window. Uh, Thatcher plays a film of Damien Priest's look at last week. He uh, he hit this move, but he left his arm dangling enough for me to lock in that move. Or look at here. His legs hanging free. I could lock in the knee bar. Uh, he says uh, Damien Priest thinks his life is a uh, is a party or is part of a party, uh, but it's not a party. Life's a grind. It grinds you down until you submit, which is like being in a match with me. Which I love Timothy Thatcher because he's so, uh, how do I say it? Like cheesy meat and old, potatoes. He's cheesy old. Yeah, for a promo, he's meat and potatoes. He gives you exactly what you want, and he's kind of funny about it because he's playing that like. Uh, I, I'm I'm a, a wrestler. He's a traditionalist, you know. You know, when you keep your feet on the ground, you're always in control. Yeah, but you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Imperium. Imperium has the same thing going on, but they're yeah, not. But as... They're European. Okay. that's what makes them interesting. Okay, there you go. They're more serious about it because they're European, I guess. Uh, yeah, no, Thatcher's Thatch Cam Wrestling. Uh, they're setting up the match with him and Damian Priest. Uh, Looking n- forward to it. Two very talented individuals. Next, we have Velveteen Dream versus Adonis. I didn't get this guy's last name. Um, Who gives a fuck, dude? Uh, well, Adonis got some uh, got some offense in on Velveteen Dream. Uh, well, yeah, uh, they go back and forth with Adonis getting some offense. Uh, we have a thumb to the eyes of Adonis. Dream Valley Driver pin win. Uh, That's the thing. No one gave a shit. Like they, it's the the, the when Velveteen Dream, and we'll get to another segment in this uh, in the show was. When he came out, like there was just abject silence when that when the match was going on. It's like the audience was just actively rebelling about uh, active actively rebelling his like mere presence. Like he got a lot of booze in the entrance, complete silence during the yeah. during the fucking match. Like whenever when when Adonis got a comeback, maybe they. It's been like I know it's it's it was Tuesday. It's a long time ago, but then I don't remember them making any noise when Adonis got offense. But I definitely remember it's the silence bad, I mean. when Velveteen Dream was involved, and it's just. How much longer are they willing to just get behind this guy when there's just even within the people within your own locker room just straight up just are just at like so against him? Or maybe this is or maybe that's what they're going for. Maybe this is a work. I don't know. <laughs> they want the people. They want the audience to perceive Velveteen Dream as shoot hated. And um, what are you doing, yeah. Corey? <laughs> no, no, sorry. It looked like you were coming in on the. I'm just checking my audio levels. Never mind. Just keep going. I'll keep going. That's actually, it. that's it. Uh, I'll keep going because I'm reviewing NXT. Uh, I give as much a five out of ten. Uh, besides Adonis looking good, I could see him getting some good work uh, coming from him in the future, but we'll see. Uh, after the match, Dream uh, has a mic, but is attacked by the returning the Kush Man Kushida. He makes his way um, back onto NXT TV. Uh, he actually viciously attacks Velveteen Dream, pulling uh, Velveteen Dream's shoulder into the ring post uh, three, I think, three times. Not enough times, honestly. Hey, you know, some would say that, and I am one of them. Uh, Bree Zongo backstage. They have a video package. Um, Fandango, he says his title smells like gold, baby oil, and success, and then he drops his title behind him. And he's like, oh, let me go get it. One second. Uh, I mean, they're funny. I mean, I don't know. You know, I just... They're comedy. They're comedy. Yeah. I, it, and it's... you don't think, and you think the, the tag, the NXT tag titles are above that. I, I really thought they were held to high regard when Imperium held them. I'm not trying to rip on Brizongo, but like you said, they're comedy. And I think comedy wrestling wrestlers can have a moment. You don't moment think in money don't draw funny. 
But if you think funny, don't draw money. But God um, damn it, I but I I, I think shit. I don't think they should hold the titles for that long. I don't think they should be like running through the tag division because they wouldn't before. So why would they now? It doesn't Maybe because sense. they just don't have a lot of tag teams in that fucking brand, dude. Yeah. Yeah. They gotta give it to well, you know what? Else. If fucking yeah, I, I just I when are some people gonna come back? If people are traveling again, like, come on, man, give me Pete Dunn again. Fuck. Um, the Imperium thinks uh, Brizongo are jokes because they kind of are. They they they, they listen to this podcast. Uh, then we cut back to part two of keeping up with the Garganos. This is when the part when Johnny feels uncomfortable and says, "I'm gonna finish my dinner upstairs uh, with the what dog." What are they eating? I, I don't some vegetables. I, I don't know what they were. I guess because, you know, there's a lot of salad. Healthy. I know that. Yeah, because uh, the wrestlers, they got to maintain that body. Candace wants Tegan to apologize for her mistakes. They argue. Uh, Tegan thinks Johnny is changing Candace. Candace says, no, this is just it's a new way. It's it's the Gargano way of thinking. And she goes, uh, she's when have I ever steered you wrong, Tegan? Uh, she says, what have you got to lose? And that's when Tegan goes, you're right. I mean, I don't know. And that's the end of that segment right there. Now, we cut to Bronson Reed versus Austin Theory. Again, another active like rebellion against a, a fucking individual who's, you know, under a lot of scrutiny, scrutiny yeah. for, uh, for uh, you know. His actions you know. outside of the ring, or, or allegations of actions outside of the ring. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Who was gone for weeks without any explanation. And, and who was, who was wrestling back in NXT. Who was wrestling on WrestleMania months ago and is now just getting squashed on NXT TV. Uh-huh. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I could sit here and speculate all day about allegations, but I feel like that's a serious shit. Two and a half hour show. <laughs> uh, Theory comes out with a Terminator entrance, you know, like where Terminator kind of appears. Is this a new entrance for him? Do you remember? I know, man. Fuck if I know. Uh, and he comes out with Hogan's NWO tights because they have black and white lightning on it. Reed has control of this match, uh, just the entire match. Theory is playing like super dumb heel in this match, like not being able to get in like 90% Only, of his offense. Yep. Oh, what were you going to say? Only one of those words describes him. Uh, pounce to Theory, springboard elbow to Theory, sit down squash, followed by a kick out. Theory gets very little offense in on Reed. Theory, uh, Looks to slam Reed down, keeps collapsing under him. We have a tsunami splash to Theory, uh, pin in the win. It was a five out of ten because hey, Bronson Reed is fantastic. He is becoming one of the shining stars of NXT, I think. And people talk about WWE not investing in the future. I mean, the future is right there. It's Bronson Reed. Um, the future is thick. And also, this match could have been half it, half the length. I'm sorry, but it could have. This match. Yeah, well, Austin Theory isn't a girl's half his age. Adam Cole's interviewed backstage, and uh, he's disappointed. That was just a. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Adam Cole interviewed backstage. He's disappointed. Uh, Cole has respect for Balor, and uh, yeah, that that was pretty much that segment. Adam Cole just says, Oh, I, I have respect for Finn Balor, but don't get me wrong. If I get a shot at the title again, he better watch out. Uh, Mercedes Martinez. Bebe. Uh, you forgot Bebe. Oh, yeah. Did you say Bebe? I, I don't know if he did. Uh, Mercedes Martinez, uh, she says, uh, when a lion wants to be king, they don't go after the weaklings. Rhea, you're not as, she says, you're, you're not as strong as me, and I'm coming after you. And uh, I thought it was a pretty good line. I mean, she's, she's decent on the mic. I'm not going to lie. Uh, 
Roderick Strong versus Killian Dane. Um, Roderick Strong evading Dane, tosses fish into Dane to get the upper hand, striking away on Killian Dane. Dane fights back, striking Strong. Uranagi to Strong. Fish gets involved, hitting Dane's leg while on the apron. Cross body splash to Strong, followed by a kick out. We have a front slam to a standing senton to Strong. Uh, and Fish pulls Strong out. Fish eventually hit by Dane uh, off the apron. Um, Some might say Fish got reeled in. Uh, uh, Strong sitting uh, sitting up for the jumping oh, knee. Uh, yeah. Um, pin win. Gets the pin on Killing Dane, I mean. Uh, five out of ten, it was a meaningless back and forth. And um, what? <laughs> probably. No, nothing. Never mind. What? Nothing. Okay. Uh, meaningless uh, Roderick Strong match. So it's probably one of the weakest ones ever. Uh, Undisputed Era beats down on Dane after the match, and then uh, Drake Maverick comes out to try to even up the odds with a lead pipe, but can't seem to do it all on his own. Um, and he he they do fight off Undisputed Era. Killian Dane looks like he's going to attack Maverick, and uh, he doesn't. He starts to walk away, and that's when Maverick wants to shake hands, and he gets punched in the face instead by Killian Dane. So, I don't know. Is this going to be another tag team? Just randomly? Are they going to have a shot at the titles? Yeah, hey, they need tag teams. Do they? They are two people, and that's how much you need. That's how many people you need for a tag team. Oh God, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, we'll see. I mean, if they get somewhat of a good story behind them, I'll get behind them. But until then, it's just <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, keeping up with the Garganos Part Three, Candice uh, cheers to her being the next NXT champion. But Tegan also wants to be NXT champion. Uh, she, I want to be champion too. She says, uh, you never beat uh, Io Shirai and Candice gets pissed. They fight. Uh, food fight ensues. They all throw food at each other. Johnny says, Tegan. Okay, you had to have gotten a better look at the food at this point. I, I saw salad. It? I saw salad and dressing because okay. Tegan was covered in salad dressing. Um, Tegan then exclaims, well, fuck you, Johnny, and then sp- pour spaghetti on his head. She, oh, she, there was spaghetti. She does say, "You know what, Johnny? Fuck you!" <laughs> and pour spaghetti oh, wow. on. She and pour spaghetti on his head. I was like, "Oh, wow. Okay, they bleeped it, of course." But Johnny it, loser again. It was bleep you, Johnny, and then there was spaghetti on his head. Wah, wah. So um, let's see, Damian Priest. He's backstage. Uh, they want to know what his thoughts on his against uh, for his match next week against Timothy Thatcher. Um. The only thing I got out of this was just Thatcher saying, hey, I'm going to party all night and I'm going to rock and roll and do magic tricks. The only thing I got from this, though, was that he looks at, was this Alyssa Ashton? What's her name? Alyssa Ashton? Alyssa Ashton. I remember that because of that fucking Matt Riddle interview, which apparently um, they've dropped like a goddamn rock. They, um, he, he looks at her and goes, maybe you'll join the party forever. So is he a vampire? Is Damian Priest a vampire? Hey, if he's a vampire, he should come to San Francisco because we ain't getting fucking sun for a very long time. You know what? That'd be the vampires are like, hey, party in the hey, streets. Man, isn't interview with a vampire? Doesn't that take place in San Francisco? Like, you know, you know. Good how, for him. Good for Tom Cruise. You know how movies change their names for other countries to make so it makes more sense. To what, so, did, what is interview with the vampire named? In I think countries? in like Mongolia, it was. So you're a lawyer. Wait, what? Yeah. Like, uh, was it well, okay? Was it one of those things where it's a literal translation of yeah, yeah, so you're a lawyer, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's called so you're a lawyer. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, so, so next week, <laughs> next week uh, for NXT, we have uh, Timothy Thatcher 
versus Damian Priest for the NXT North American title, Breezango versus Imperium for the NXT Tag Team titles, and Shotzi Blackheart versus Io Shirai in a non-title match. So, that's Wednesday, right? Yes. No. Yes, Wednesday. Yes. And wait, and I, is God damn it! Is, I, is this showing my ass? But is is AEW next Wednesday? I think or they're next? on Thursday. Yeah, no. Yeah, so, they're on Thursday. So, so, so it's on because Excalibur is like we have because at the event of a game, so at the event of a game six, ending that series, assuming the series ends, because I think it's the Rockets Lakers. Yeah. So that series could end before Wednesday theoretically, and they can be on Wednesday on TNT. For the sake of our show, I hope so. Do you? I don't know. I don't care. Go Rockets. <laughs> Actually, go Lakers. I don't really like the Rockets. I never really anyway. like the Lakers, but yeah. Doesn't Kobe play? Or not Kobe. So, ooh. Uh, LeBron, I mean. I was going to say. LeBron, gonna LeBron, LeBron. I'm going to give you some very terrible news, Corey. Yeah, LeBron uh, plays for the Lakers. Uh, that. I, I just never liked the Lakers or LeBron. And, uh I mean, I feel, you know, whatever. I feel bad. For yeah, so Kobe. next week's Dynamite could air on either ni- uh, the 16th or the 17th. No, or the 15th or the we'll 16th. We'll see. I don't know. 16 uh, or 17. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, so Rhea Ripley versus Mercedes Martinez uh, for the main event in a steel cage. Uh, Mercedes Martinez comes in, throws a bunch of weapons in the ring. Ripley attacks her as she's throwing said weapons into the ring. Uh, giving Martinez a pump kick uh, with Martinez between the cage and the cage door. Ripley puts a table in the ring back and forth between the two women. Robert Stone uh, long uh, ringside um, advising Mercedes Martinez. Uh, then she tries to, to use a chair, but it's kicked out of her hands by Ripley. Power slam to Ripley onto the chair. Uh, back from break, we have a German suplex to Rhea Ripley off the top rope. And it was so cool because Mercedes Martinez was just like hanging upside down on the turnbuckle, just staring at Ripley for a good, like, 10 seconds. It was just, like, this methodical, like, ooh, damn. She kicked her ass. She, or she didn't kick her ass. She just threw her fucking across the ring. Oh, that was badass in this battle of the badasses. Yeah, badass. Uh, Ripley then chucks a fucking chair at Martinez. Apparently, she didn't see what happened to Matt Hardy. Man, I miss Morrow. Can you imagine what he would have said? Oh, my God! battle of the badasses? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I can't imagine Your thoughts, Morrow. That's the only Mario you're going to get here. Um, let's see. Running drop kick to Martinez. We have a superplex to Martinez. Spine buster to Ripley. Front face slam to Martinez. A prism trap to Martinez. Uh, eventually, Martinez fights out of that, though, with the kendo stick. Robert Stone climbing up the cage is almost pulled in by Ripley. We have a neck breaker to Ripley off the top of the cage. Uh, Martinez sets up a table that Ripley b- brought into the ring from the beginning. Um, although... Mercedes is looking for a fisherman suplex into the table. Ripley battles back and, uh, you know, with a series of headbutts, eventually hits the riptide on Martinez, uh, knocking her through the table and gets the pin and the win. And this was actually a really, really good match uh, for both women. They're both, or as some would say, they're badass. Um, so I don't know. I thought this was a great match. I give it a 7 out of 10. A 7 out of 10 to start in the show. Uh, it was like an Oreo sandwich of sevens because that's the best part of an Oreo cookie is the Wait cookie. Wait a minute. I was going to say, you think the best part of the Oreo is the cookie? Yeah. Fight me. This is the B show. I'm out. <laughs> Fight me. No. 
you know, uh, these women are some of the toughest women in pro wrestling. And that being said, I thought this match. I mean, was come on. So what good. can you expect from Battle of the Badasses? You know, I, I, what do you expect? You don't see you don't see Joey Janela versus Puff or Pack or I don't know. Who was that guy Puff from Dynamite? I want to know who that. He was just a fucking. He was just a fucking dude that they wanted to misdirect people and to you know give them a false sense of security for the. Why can they the fly us? Show, which is to be a mural. Why, why can they fly us out for that? Huh? I Tony can Khan. think of various reasons why we shouldn't be flown into other locations. Well, away from our home. Okay, real talk. If you got an email tomorrow and was like, "Hey, we want you to come to." AEW, all these safety protocols. We want you to help us out with this. Would you do it, Michael? All expense paid. No. Really? I don't think so. Uh, I would have to heavily think about it. I would probably think about it for 30 seconds and I'd go, yeah, I'll do it. I just don't think it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in the way things kind of are kind of shaping up to be. I just don't want to go to Florida. Hey, here's the new head of FTW, Mr. Corey Smith. And I come out I'm like, hey, gonna guys, be, I'm going to be complaining to Jose and how m- fucking awful this storyline is. And the like, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that was the B show. That was NXT and AEW. And uh, yeah, about does it for us. Would you give the main event seven, seven out of ten? Oh. It was really good. I liked it. I loved it, actually. It's great. But it's not an eight or a nine. Dude, eight or nine. It's not. It's, or, it's not. I haven't. Gi- I don't think I've given an eight or a nine yet. I've, I've not given a nine for sure. I'm very, very restricted of those numbers. Eight, nine, and ten are just you have to you have to really wow me. Just saying. Just saying. All right. City Wrestling Radio at CWR four and five. You gotta watch the video. You gotta watch the video on YouTube to see what I was doing because you can't see me. I'm John Cena. No, in these Zoom calls. But this person at home can see you, and they see me and my beautiful face. So they saw you, and they saw the wonderful greatness. I will check you out later, though, Michael. All right. Let's end the show. City Wrestling Radio at CWR415, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Corey Smith. You're Michael Vergara. And we are going to see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.